I don't remember all the words of that song. Of course you do. Why would you not remember that? I mean, I do, but I'm not going to sing them all. You know what I actually remember remember quite often to do? Yeah, what is that? And that is, hello and welcome to Nova Talks. I'm sorry uh, if he scared you. <laughs> Ooh, that did <laughs> scare me. That was terrifying. My name is Dalton. He uh, erupts every time like that. Uh, my name is Matt. Yeah, and our special guest today is... Uh, the uh, hard to capture, Mr. Patrick Long. Yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> we are glad to have you. <laughs> I am very hard to capture. That is that is true. That is uh, the one one descriptor I would say. I would I would say. Is that much more himself. fulfilling that we actually got you? Though? Yes, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be yes. here. It's a little bit of a drive, but I was glad to be a part of this, you know, wonderful creative experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I, I, how far? How long have you been on the road today? Because you've been on the road for quite a while right. today. So I came. So I live in Clarksville with my family uh, when I'm not at school. So uh, I came from Clarksville. I had to go sign a, a lease for my uh, for the house I'm moving into in Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. and uh, then so that was an hour and a half drive. And then from Murfreesboro to here, and then I'm driving back after this to Murfreesboro. <laughs> so all around maybe like three, four hours of driving. Good it's, Lord. <laughs> it'll be, it's okay. Extra. It's a lot of good you time, though. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of time for me to think and... Listen to music. Marinate. Or, you know, that's not the word I want. No, that's actually, I like that. That's good. Marinate, yeah. yeah. You're just mm-hmm. pouring uh, just barbecue sauce over top right. of yourself while you're like driving. like a teriyaki, maybe. <laughs> oh, mm, also a good spicy choice. Spicy boy. All teriyaki. Up. There's the police. Uh. Oh, they knew I was here. Is that what it was? No, they mm-hmm. they, they saw what happened back. That's there, why I they? drove. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I I I don't know if he told you. I didn't tell I, him. No, I, no I'm uh, ready though. I <laughs> so there's a place right next to y'all that they're the only way to get in. It's like this like single turn and then there's just a like a gate that like is closed and there's not enough room to like back up and turn around or do any of that. So I literally had to go off road and then like onto the grass and pull off and around. And I was like freaking out. I was like, there's no way. Cause there's like a ledge off of the yeah. pavement. Oh, yeah. So I was like, if I make a wrong turn, my car is going to be like sitting on that ledge. I'm not going to be able to move. But luckily I got through it. <laughs> got he did. I, I was like, someone's going to come out and be like, what are you doing here? Like, cause <laughs> it just brings me back to horrible times in my life. Did I ever tell you this story? I never told you this story. No. Um, this is a, like our second time. This is like, <laughs> it's like our second time having a conversation. The, uh, the, there's this, st- uh, the first day of college, I, uh, in Murphy's. So the, the fun thing about MTSU is that, well, in a lot of colleges is that there's no parking anywhere ever. Yeah. You um, got that right. <laughs> and especially if you're a freshman and it's your first day, you are absolutely screwed when it comes to, uh, parking. And, yeah. Uh, I didn't even have a parking pass, but they really, my roommate was like, you know, it's okay. Like. First day, nobody really cares where you park. So I'm like, okay, great. So that means I can park anywhere. Yeah. So that's not true. And uh, <laughs> so I pulled my car in to this, like, uh, to, like, next to this parking garage. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can go into this parking garage. I figure maybe I'll, I'll be okay. So it's this, like, s- like, super far turn into this parking garage, two lanes. And I get up there, and I don't know how to, like, operate it to, like, open the gate. I'm like... Uh, hi i'm like like yelling out of my car I'm like hey is there anyone there like because i'm like the most afraid human being ever and i'm just like <laughs> uh hi is there any way i can park in here and then i'm like pressing buttons and trying to feel like i'm like pulling my student id out like what do i do <laughs> and finally this this uh person comes over the intercom and she's like she's like you can't park here i'm like okay well can i at least come in and turn around 
at this point there's like 15 cars behind me <laughs> i'm like can i at least come in and like turn around she's like no you can't be here like she is really upset that i made the mistake i'm getting some that. mean girls she vibes was here so, oh she wasn't goodness. even being mean she was like scared like she was like defensive like <laughs> as if i was like hey can i come into your park and like kill you also she was like she was literally like she was like you cannot be here i'm like i i don't know what to do i'm just a new student please let me come in and just turn around and so I had to make a 25 at least point turn because there's a car right behind me. And I just had to do it and reverse all the way out of the of, oh the, my God. of the other out lane, like literally reverse all the way out while all these like this row of like 20 cars. Everyone's just looking at me and judging me. And it doesn't help <laughs> that my my license plate, my dad changed the, the name of it right before I went to school to patty no. so everyone no. knew that some dumb kid named patty made the mistake of going to the parking garage and he had to back all the way out it was the most humiliating experience of my life so you'll be walking to math class one day they'll be like yeah. hey you're you're patty aren't you're you patty, oh, yeah, and, I, yeah, and they're yeah, like i me. hate you you made me late for my <laughs> you made me late for my class and i will never forgive you oh my god um, it was the, no it was like the worst experience of my and i'm already horrible at parking and like like maneuvering my car so like the fact that i had to do that many turns to get out it was like it was hell it was the worst experience and that was your first day that was my first day and then i was like all right i'm dropping out that's <laughs> that's, that's what's I'm happening done. i was like I, I i hate school i cannot ever come back here this is the worst thing ever oh you know? man i'm so sorry that that happened to okay, you it was humiliating it's horrible hey it's all appeal for exactly that, that's what that's i was like gonna rock say bottom. it can't get any worse than that yeah uh, unless it like happened again right uh, that, would, that would be worse or like you're in your underwear or something then that i was in my underwear that's oh, well, another important that part. changes the story <laughs> right. completely that's the important part of that it. and the barbecue sauce i had but no yeah, idea I was, I was covered in teriyaki <laughs> it was uh it was it was a very strange morning Brittany was blasting through the windows everyone <laughs> yes i don't even know <laughs> It was just that it was just like one part of a hit me baby one more time though. It was just the oh baby baby looped for like <laughs> over and over, over and over. over again. Yeah, the CD is stuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, we have lots of questions for you, Patrick. Okay, great. And, uh, I, love I hope you have the correct answers for them. I probably this is not. a test. <laughs> I probably not have the right answers. Uh, uh, no. So so like we said before, it was it was hard to get a hold of you, but for good yes. reason. Because you're yeah. a busy guy. I am you're very always busy. doing something. You do a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, I, I always felt really bad having to be like, yo, like, sorry, this is just not working out. But like, I, I am, a, I'm notorious uh, for double booking myself nowadays because I just like, there's so many people that, this sounds so arrogant. There's so many people that want to do stuff with me that I'm just like, yeah, I can do it. And then like, it'll like be the day of, and I'm like, no. I can't, I can't do it. Well, I, I'm glad that last time it wasn't because of that. The last time it was because my car was yeah giving me trouble because I hadn't my, my oil percentage was at like I had like two percent oil life. Yeah, you, you gotta change your. Oil I, I finally got it changed. Oh, okay. I finally yeah, got it changed. But I was like, I was like, oh, I will. My car will explode, <laughs> and I I will that die. <laughs> Bad things will happen if that's yeah, not changed. So finally, I got it changed, and now I can do more things out of t out of town that was a weird way of saying that i got my oil changed but uh <laughs> but you got to the point yeah, yeah yeah and now i'm finally here and yeah no i i understand what you mean um i do a, i do a lot of stuff i i shouldn't say a lot of people want to do stuff with me it's more so that i'm involved with a lot of things already yeah and which puts you in that position yeah, exactly it's yeah, not yeah. like people are like uh Oh my gosh, Patrick! Like we just have to have you like. Hang <laughs> no, you're out doing with... you're doing this to yourself. Yeah, you want to it's, torture it's, yourself yeah exactly. It's very uh, <laughs> it's very uh, 
self-destructive in nature. Um, no, um, but I, I love it, you know. No, I, yeah, I, I do a lot of comedy stuff in Nashville, so that takes up a lot of my time. Yeah. And then I do a lot of, um, obviously, music stuff with my band, and so that also takes up a huge chunk of time. And then family, you know. Yeah, like and, mm-hmm. and school as and well. And school, Well, not, yeah. I mean, not right not, now. Not right now, but, obviously, you know. which is good. That's like a huge... Let's load off, off your my back. shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's forty hours off. Your yeah, it, literally. Yeah, it's um, it just change. It makes everything so much easier, um, not having to worry about all that. But yeah, no, I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad that y'all. I'm glad it all worked out, even though I am like very late compared no, 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 to when no, I was no, supposed no. to. No, be. trust we we we've done a podcast. It was like what five a.m. when we actually got started. Uh, yeah. no, all no, right, it was on. ridiculous. No, it was three a.m. We finished it like five. Right, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say at five a.m. Like y'all, like it's time to call it off at that point. Like, <laughs> this I guy's mean, not coming. All right. I, I mean, like yeah, yeah. If, 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 this guy is he's, he's really like you know he's, he's really pulling he, our legs here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so you said I, I didn't know it was comedy specifically. Yeah. yeah. So, so I see. I thought it was just like just theater. Right. So I used to do theater um, in high school. Yeah. And like, so I've been. I did uh, Roxy Regional Theater in Clarksville. Yeah, which is cool. I, I was involved with them from when I was like ten to when I was like eighteen. That's awesome. Um, I no longer do stuff there because I'm, you know, in Murfreesboro, obviously, yeah. and I don't really have a whole lot of time for like recreational theater and like just like doing like actual. Like acting, like that sounds so bad. I don't have time for actual act, actual acting. No, <laughs> but I do. Um, I do a lot of improv uh, comedy and and comedy stuff in Nashville uh, with Third Coast Comedy Club. Okay, cool. And uh, I'm a part of their house team. Uh, LOL, one of their house teams. LOL Nashville. How'd you get hooked up doing that? Was it through the Roxy? Did no, you find somebody um, there. Or? So it was actually because I took an improv class back when I was like. 1415 with the owner of one of the co-owners of the club scott field he had this uh teen improv class before third coast had even started and it was like a teen improv class i was like hey how do you you know um you know get your get your weird kid out here and we'll let them do improv and no one will judge them except for each other and, <laughs> and which no, is true no it's very yes. true no no but um i remember like the first day i went i was like dad all these kids are gonna think i'm so weird my dad was like, no, Patrick, you're probably going to be the least we- weird one there. <laughs> and turns out he was right. They were all really weird kids, but it was like, it was like. Which I is was, a good thing. No, yeah. it was no, it wasn't like they were like strange. Like no, they were just we, like me though. Weird like, is you what know, you yeah. want. We're all yeah, weird exactly. together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it was, it was really nice. And I actually, um, it, it's so cool. Like seeing some of these people that like I knew back then, like growing up and being like adults like me now, it's just so weird. Like seeing people that were like. Like you were like fourteen yesterday, and now like you're like twenty. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's so weird, but um, yeah. So I got involved. So there was another teen class that they had back when I was seventeen. Okay. Um, that was not hosted by Scott, but it was connected to Third Coast, which Scott uh, co-owns with right. Luke Watson, who's the the uh, the uh, director of LOL Nashville, which is the group I'm in. And so it was taught by Ryan King. And it was just like this teenage, you know, teenagers uh, improv group. It was a lot smaller, a lot more concentrated. Um, it was taught by this guy named Ryan King, who is a good friend of mine now. And um, I just lo- I loved it. It was so much fun. It was a, it was like a one semester thing. And um, Third Coast announced on their website that they were having auditions for their, you know, their main stage casts. And I was like, okay, I'm 17. I'm not going to get in, obviously, but... I should try it because I love improv. I clearly have like I have an aptitude for it. I just like really, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm, I've got good timing. I've understand a lot of the basic concepts. So why not give it a shot? So and even if you don't get it, exactly. just the auditioning yeah. exactly. process is 
yeah learning learning that getting that experience seeing other people just that are better and like just leagues beyond me around me um and and having that experience is just so important so absolutely um my mom and dad or my dad drives me to this first audition it's like a monday night and it's in the middle of december and um he (laughs) literally drives me there because i can't drive at that point or no, I wasn't allowed. I could drive, but I wasn't allowed to drive to Nashville at that point because I was ah. 17 years old. Right. Yep. And um, so I show for this audition, and it's like two or three hours long, and it's incredibly nerve-wracking because they're all adults, and I'm the only like child there. <laughs> um, everyone else is like mid 20s, 30s, like that's oh, it. Wow. And like I'm there, and I'm like, yo, like I'm like in high school, <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, that's so crazy. So, anyways, apparently my audition went very well. Um, like just way better than like I'd ever done prob before my audition just like hit it and they give me a call back the next day I have another audition for the, you know, the callback auditions and it's like all of the good people that had like, well, everyone was good, but like all the people that they really liked and wanted to see more of. And so I do this audition with all these like incredibly talented people. I'm like, okay, like it was fun. It was a fun callback. There's no way in hell I'm getting cast in any of these groups. And I get, a message well because they said that they were going to send in a message at midnight i'd never get the message at midnight um i stayed up and I, it was like a school day the next day and i was like okay i didn't get in and so i go to bed it's like one in the morning and then i wake up still no message i go to school i walk in the front door and then i get an email on my phone right before my first class of the day i'm a senior in high school and I get a, a text that says, you've been accepted to LOL Nashville. And I like, I didn't I, like, what do you do with that? Like you're like, I was 17. I had no idea what to do. Walk back out the door. Yeah. I was literally like, <laughs> like I'm on fire. I can't believe I do, I'm amazing. I can't believe. No, um, no, I was, no, I was so terrified. And um, even into like the first few like rehearsals, I was like, this is the most scary shit I've ever done in my life. I don't know if cursing's allowed on here, but no, like, no, no. yeah. Feel so free. I was like, this is the most scary thing I've ever done in my life. Like these are all like seasoned adults that are like really good at this. And I'm a kid that just took like two classes and I, I'm pretty sure like it was like through some fluke or something that they put me in. Cause honestly, I have no idea. Those first rehearsals were rough, man. Like it was bad, but <laughs> gradually I think through doing shows and being surrounded by all these like really talented and skilled people, I think I hold my own. I definitely know that like the, it's obvious that they're more experienced and more seasoned than I am at all times. But, um, you know, it, it, it was a good, it's been a good learning experience and it's given me a chance to say that I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, professional improv and yeah, it's like something that, or yeah. a professional comedy and not a lot of people, you know, can say that at my age, which I think is like kind of, I don't know. I think it's kind of, I can't think it's kind of sick, you know? No, it's really yeah. awesome. Um, it's a lot of fun for me too. I, it's a good outlet. Um, and it's taught me a lot about things other than just like comedy too, like just life. Oh, in for general. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just being on a stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, being on a, yeah, exactly. Being on a stage and like not knowing what the hell you're about to do. Yeah, which is just music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least though, with music, you have like a light framework. Ah, well, with yeah. improv, it's like um, you have no idea what you're gonna do for the next hour. Have fun. So can you can you briefly explain it? So so do they like give you a card or something and be like, all right, yeah, this, this so is your topic, and you go you know go it ham. Whose line? <laughs> is it not? So it's actually like a lot more uh, involved than whose line. Mm. Whose line? Uh, the whole thing about that show is that there is a lot of improv in that show, but most of it is kind of like given to the actors for the sake of. 
I think they did it for the sake of like um, being able making to edit it, it. Yeah, making it watchable, making yeah. it editable, um, more consistent performances. Yeah. Um, the thing with like real like bona fide like professional improv is is the only thing you get is a suggestion and you do whatever you want with it. Uh, sometimes they might have games like for example there's a game that we play called Four Corners where you'll have like four improvisers standing in like a a square kind of formation okay. and who who's ever in the front has a scene together and you can rotate the square so oh. that so then it changes into a different scene with two new improvisers. That's crazy. And there's one person on the outside that's just like calling like rotate to the right, rotate to the left. So two it's to their, the right. It's, so it's their call then. It's their call. Okay. And exactly. And so every scene is different. So you have four different scenes and uh it's just fun to see all that that fast pace changing in between all these different scenes and um that's that's one where it's a little bit more um controlled and a little bit more uh less variables but it all is very much like you know uh what's a you know like what's a household object uh you know a bicycle that's not a household object but like <laughs> a bicycle yeah and so uh someone might say you know like they start a scene and there might maybe like waxing a bicycle or like you know polishing a bicycle and say oh you know i think we should get divorced like you know like <laughs> it might not have anything to do with a bicycle but it inspires it yeah and uh that's kind of how mm. improv works uh is it's just inspiration that feeds into like a completely improvised yeah well, and, and you're dialogue. feeding off of other people's inspiration as well yeah. yes um, and they don't know what they're doing and neither, neither do you <laughs> and the fun thing about improv is that ideally and in a perfect world, it is not just one person running the scene. It's like you have to be very symbiotic with the other people you're on stage yeah. with. And that, yeah. That's something that immature but talented improvisers don't always get is that like they'll just try to run a scene or they'll just try to like lead a scene or be like, oh, you know, I'm the funny one. I'm going to make everything funny and make myself look good. And that's <coughs> – sorry. That was really horrible. Um <laughs> That's something that I used to do a lot when I was in like high school is I just, I knew I was funny and I knew that I, that I could make a scene funny. So I would just say, forget the other improviser. Yeah. I'm going to be funny for myself. And then it would be awkward to watch from the audience. It'd be like, okay, this kid is just like, like doing his own thing. And the other person's like just standing there and it's awkward and it's not funny. And so like kind of what a large part of growing up in improv is like learning how to, <sighs> improvise where you're making the other person look better than you and they're making you look better than them and it's just like yeah getting better and better through just like working together kind of thing mm. yeah that yeah that's the hardest thing that's the the biggest thing i've learned from improv is that like the best way to look good on stage in music or anything is to make the other people look good yeah absolutely because um, it's just selfish to be like oh no i'm the funny one i'm the I'm the, the I'm the hilarious one. Look at me, you know. Yeah. People people will pick that up and be like, I don't I don't like this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So so while this improv is happening, um, so there's an audience there as well. Is is mm-hmm. that how this? It's all about it the audience because the audience is the ones that they provide the uh, the inspiration. So they'll give suggestions or they'll give. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, it's always up to the audience. So like, if y'all were in the awesome. audience, I would say like, hey, uh, you know, what's a, what's something you ate today? Chicken. Okay, and then we'll start a scene that is inspired by the word chicken. Or okay. we'll start whatever, a montage of scenes inspired by the word chicken. It's kind of how that all works. So you can get 20 minutes out of chicken. The word chicken. Yeah, yeah. you can get 20 <laughs> minutes of material out of the word chicken. Because if you do a scene and then you want to change to a different... So there, 
there's a thing called long form and it's basically like improv but like you can just like it's like different montages of scenes so like you might have like a scene and then uh someone else gets inspired and that scene is over they can edit that scene or um sweep the scene start a new one inspired by some of the stuff in previous scenes is kind of how that works and so you can <laughs> literally get inspiration from previous scenes to inspire new scenes off wow. of a suggestion so that's kind of that's kind of the fun thing about improv is you have to learn how to make that like a to c connection of like yeah chicken oh um you know chicken salad uh making a salad bar oh ruby tuesday yeah um you know a buffet you know things like that like making that connection from like things like that to make new scenes and yeah. stuff like that um yeah that's that's a big thing i've learned from that that's really cool mm, so insightful lots of fun to see too i would definitely I, I, recommend I would, it. I, would, I would love to see it yeah. so when do you have any like dates that you could that you could say that things are happening like that uh or? i don't have one on me right now but i'm sure that when y'all release this i could have like i could send y'all a yeah link to the event that would be awesome there. um yeah it's usually every other saturday in uh during the month at 7 p.m at third at third coast okay and i'm in some of the shows because it's a big cast it's like we have like 20 people well maybe not 20 people maybe like 15 people on our roster and each show is like eight seven or eight improvisers wow so So it can go on for quite a while then yeah yeah each show is like an hour to an hour and a half okay Um, that's pretty solid no it is very it's a just a big solid hunk of just like comedy which is like so it's like so much fun to watch beautiful yeah be a part of um and I would I would recommend it to to anyone uh, above the age of like fifteen. Okay. Um, because it is adult, like it is an adult show. Some things would kind of you a know. Few well, yeah, exactly. Because like, there is curse words, but you know, not everyone minds curse words. Mm-hmm. But it's more so like I just feel like if you're thirteen, you you might not appreciate innuendo, innuendos, or, th- or like even some of the more complex, clever humor in it. You know. Sure. Um, because cultural reference culture <laughs> exactly yeah. there you go yeah, yeah. Uh, well I, i'm not even like one of the funnier people in the group but like there are so many people in this in this group that are just so clever and so fast and like it just blows my mind every time i'm on stage with them and they'll just make like a connection or like a reference and i'm just like what how could how you did add? you do that like i'm just <laughs> i like i struggle to even think of like the end to like a why did the chicken cross the road joke i'm like uh, uh, <laughs> other side <laughs> and they're just like bah, 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 bah. i'm like i i can't compete i'm but that's so cool it because because you're learning you're learning yeah i am learning too, you know, um so. yeah it's <laughs> it's very intimidating but it's like it's so fun to be intimidated in that way you know what i mean by like people that are just so skilled at what they do and very passionate about it too so yeah Cool stuff. Which is even even better. Having people around you that are passionate about what they do makes you even more passionate about. Yeah, that. for sure. No, yeah, that's very true. Cause I, um, there's been times where I was like, man, like maybe I should, maybe just like I'm not good at improv or like I'm not like maybe I'm just not suited for this kind of thing. And all these like incredibly talented people have always been so supportive of just like no, like you are good. You might be going through something right now. You might be having a dry spell. You might be you know whatever. But like keep doing it. Even people that like that's even that's even better. That, yeah, that there's some people that are supporting. And too, that's you know? that's that's what's different between uh, the improv community and the stand-up community. Oh is, yeah. Uh, if you yeah. tell some, I feel like if you were to tell somebody, I'm not super familiar with it, but like, I feel like if you were to tell somebody in the stand-up community, I think I should quit. They'll be like, yeah, 
<laughs> You're right. Get out. You're right. Uh, we hate you. <laughs> I'll take those ticket sales. Thank you. Yeah, no, they're a, like it's, it's a lot more confrontational on that side oh, of yeah. things. And improv is more like, oh, yeah, we're all like, cool. We're all chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's more suitable for my like style of existing. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and stand-up is just one person. Improv, yeah. you, have, yeah. you have you know, a multitude of exactly. people. So it's more and of it, like a family It doesn't thing. work being competitive in improv. Yeah. And I'm like the least yeah. competitive human being I've ever met in my life. So <laughs> it's like a lot easier for me to do improv. Well, I'm sure it's just a lot more fun. I mean, yeah, you know, it is more fun. There's, there's no pressure of having to compete. Exactly. You don't have to worry about being the best looking person on stage. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll move away from the from the comedy for a second. I, oh, I, okay. I want to talk about the music because, oh, you know, shit. Okay. Cause that, that's, that's like, you know, pretty hot right now. It, it <laughs> is. Is it? Yeah. Things have happened. Things have, yes. Th- events have occurred. That is true. Things so are let's, in let's motion talk, now. Let's, let's that talk cannot, about it. I was going to make a Lord of the Rings reference. But oh. it's okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want to continue, go ahead. I want to hear it. Don't, don't pay attention No, no, no. You, you have to do it. Now we're calling you to, we're pimping you. You have to do it. It was just going to be a things in motion joke. But I ruined it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I'm we so took the, we took all the moment. We didn't make I'm him so look you good. Ru- you ruin everything I ever do. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we didn't make him look good on stage. No, oh, man. we didn't. No, no, no. We didn't I help look, him out. I look good enough for myself. It's no, okay. no, 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 <laughs> no. Like physically, like we all look very attractive. Oh yeah. Sure. What I'm saying is the like, like you just gotta make other people look really funny on stage, not oh, like yeah. physically. You know what uh-huh. I mean. <laughs> and that's something you never have to worry about when you're doing improv. Sorry, that's back true. to the improv thing. Never that, have to worry about you, it. If everyone give funny. me a makeover on stage, though, so I could actually look better. We could do that. That'd be great. You want some pumps? We'll get you some pumps. I, hey. You will see my big hair. <laughs> I have it. I've had ma- a makeover done before. Uh, my girlfriend has done my makeup before. And, man, it's just like, it's one of those things where you're like, this is incredibly weird, but also, like, I don't hate the way I look. <laughs> you know, like, that's awesome. <laughs> when you have stuff on your face it's like hey you know all the best parts of your face like here it is right yeah it's, look it's, it's really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you're just like wow like i wouldn't have picked that lipstick color but you know <laughs> you know what i'm working but my hi- my highlight looks amazing <laughs> <laughs> my contour looks amazing but is there documentation of this that's the question of course i do there have a documentation be, right? yeah there definitely is if there's a girlfriend involved there's gonna be documentation. yes yeah. there there are many pictures but it's not like not like full drag makeup where I have like my hair, like a wig on or anything. Uh, Just like I have like eyeliner and oh, and like a contour and like eye makeup. And so stuff. so so very basic, but but still, very basic. I'm but sure like, it felt fantastic. I felt beautiful. Happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's the important part, dude. I know, man. I think you know. I'm I'm saying like every guy at one point in their lives has to have one person do their makeup. Because oh. they, they, every guy has deserves that moment to be like, wow, I'm pretty. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> every guy needs that. I've had several of those moments. <laughs> but that's just because of my just past. Pretty. Mostly no. drunken. Uh, well, there was that one time. And the fact that your mom really wanted you to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was in dance for... 13 years no kidding so that's yeah. amazing I, d- I tried to take a dance class or sorry i didn't i didn't try to my mom signed me up for a hip-hop dance class ah, nice. and i was the only boy and i was really bad <laughs> it was very it was awkward but how long did it last though how long it was, i stayed from like august to like october and gotcha. like left as soon as like we did one performance i was like i can't do this anymore. <laughs> at least you stuck around for the one performance. Yeah, that's right honestly i now as a, as an adult i wish i had stuck around longer because i was like worried about it being emasculating or whatever but now i watch like these guys that can dance and i'm just like that's so cool. Oh yeah. Like people people that can dance blow my mind. 
Sorry, I'm taking it way away from the music. No, I would no, like no, to talk no. about music now. We can talk about that. No, 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 keep going. But also, we'll like dancing is like super cool, and more more people should do it. No, I agree. I agree. I kill it at weddings. There you go. Mm. There you go. That's my thing. That's what I do. Kill it at weddings if I'm not like too like socially afraid. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it can get. It, well, it depends on whose wedding it is, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. If it's someone, how I much know. liquid courage you've had? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm 20, so like I can't drink. And, right. Well, right. Right. This is. This know, it's a wedding. Who cares? You know, uh, but if I get, don't worry about that. If, if, I get enough, if I get enough water in my body. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Crystal I'm, clear water. Yeah. If I'm Nothing hydrated but. enough, I'm right. ready to go. Right. <laughs> water is his favorite beverage. It is. So I've been told. Did you hear that? Patrick's parents. <laughs> yeah, water, <Nothing> but water. <laughs> water, not beer. <laughs> no, not Never. wine. That's that's also something because because I, I I didn't know you were only twenty. I, th- yeah. I thought you were older yeah. than twenty. So. No, I'm like twelve years old. I'm like <laughs> I'm like a child. No, I'm yeah, I'm twenty. I just turned twenty. Just turned twenty. Turned twenty in May. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels no different than being nineteen. No, no. it's no. this like that age. Nineteen and twenty are like the weirdest ages because it's like nothing matters at that. Nothing point. changes. No. Yeah, you're you're just gradually discovering how much. Uh, being an adult sucks yep. like yeah. <laughs> that's all those two years are for is like 18 you're still a kid but like 19 you're just like man i'm about to be an adult and then 20 you're like i am basically i'm, I'm almost yeah. dead now you know <laughs> just wait till you hit 25 just, oh man it's great oh does it get worse i can't wait oh, <laughs> it always gets worse oh man see i already have the body of like a 70 year old man so like, you know, <laughs> like, it's not true you know mm. Mm, the pains of one at least <laughs> Um, but hey, music, music. Oh, okay. I, I want to get onto that because I want to talk about the first time that I think I ever saw you, which was when was this? I think it was the original Possum Stock. The original twenty. It was yeah, it was like twenty fourteen. Yeah, and you were like fifteen. I was fifteen. Yeah, that'd be right. Were you with Mopi? Mopi, yeah. Mopi, yeah. So it was. <laughs> it's funny. It was actually um, this weird combination of things. So it was technically not Mopi. I had two bands at that point in time. I had the Wicked Pines and Mopai. And then I also had like a solo project. So it was really weird. I had people from the Wicked Pines, which was a Clarksville based band, and people from Mopai come together and do this show. And so it was like a Patrick Long, Wicked Pines, Mopai hybrid show. And uh, we did like mostly covers. There was like one original or two original songs. And they both went very poorly. Um, but <laughs> hey, that's so wild that I didn't know though. that that's when you yeah, saw me. It stuck out because I think we, we had played earlier. Yeah. And we were uh, we had packed up and we were getting ready to go. Right. And I heard, I want to say it was Whipping Post. That's, yeah, that sounds right. I think, yeah. <laughs> I heard we it. We definitely played that out song. Out across from the field. And I was like, who is the <laughs> hell is singing? <laughs> who the hell is doing Whipping Post at Possum Stock right <laughs> yeah. now? I was like, because. Yeah. God, it sounds really good. Oh, I'm glad that you think that. Yeah. Um, I, I'd actually forgotten about that. That's were right, you there cause, as cause well? Because we, we, we walked over there and listened yeah. to you. Yeah. Really? See, because I remember that event. It was just so weird to me that like people actually came and listened to us because we were driving out there on that mud road and we're just oh, yeah. like, there's oh, yeah. going to be nobody here. Like, cause well, it was the first year of Possum Stock, yeah, or maybe yeah. it was the, maybe it was like the second. It might have been the second year. I think maybe. it might have been the second year because I I had heard about it the year before and it was the yeah. So it was the second year. And I was just like, man, like, I feel like there's going to be nobody here and nobody's going to care. And we had all these rehearsals for nothing. 
and we show up and there's like a bunch of people camping out. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I, there were like a couple hundred. I yeah, think. there was a lot of people there, and um, they had three th- stages. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was like, nobody's gonna want to listen to us because everyone else is doing like cool original, like new style music, and nobody wants to hear like a bunch of white kids get on stage and sing like old like soul and blues music like <laughs> nobody yeah like nobody that. wants to hear that and then a bunch of people came and listened turns out was, everyone wants turns, to hear turns that. out everybody wanted to hear that's that. that's the cool thing about the clerical <laughs> scene though yeah they don't really care what genre it is no uh, they're gonna yeah. be that's there and the thing i like it. about clark the clarksville scene and a lot of the the nashville and murfreesboro scene is like that too. i've heard the murfreesboro scene is really good yeah I and then and that. some of the nashville diy scene in particular is very cool okay. in terms of like the diy stuff especially is like really open to like all styles of like experimental like stuff like noise punk stuff like where it's like literally mm. just like have you seen that video of the guy he's just like banging on the snare drum and he's just like throwing it around no i haven't seen that that wasn't in nashville but like i feel like that would go something that would that go would, well that would go well over <laughs> in a nashville show because people are just like super open and super uh chill and like it's because we're all tired of country <laughs> yeah we, we're all so tired of country no there's i mean there's I will say there is some good country that is there, there's that a good is coming like underground right country scene. I feel it, like yeah, or mm-hmm. even um, like like up and coming pop country even like sure. um, I there's a couple of guys that I've been doing some like I did some video stuff with uh, Austin Jenks or maybe it's Austin Jenkins. I don't is know that how to say the, his name. the music video you did recently. I did that one music video. Yeah, I did a couple music videos, and the other guy that I did music video with was uh, a guy named Kale Dodds. Okay. And he's with he's with Warner in Nashville and he's been he's like up and coming too. He's got like all these like really good songs that like it's like pop country but like it's interesting and like yeah. like actually good like lyrics. Like no, like, yeah, like good <laughs> lyrics, like super meaningful and yeah. like a super dedicated fan base and he's like the nicest guy too. Like we're buddies now. And like it's so cool being able to like work with people that are like they're doing the pop country thing. But like they're, they they're, have a soul. Yeah, they have <laughs> yeah. a soul. They're not settling. They're not settling for you know just snaps in every song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you know, there's nothing wrong with having snaps no, in a song. There's, there's a place for it. But like, I feel like being open to trying new things is like something that's really starving in the Nashville country scene. I yeah. Think. And yeah. I think that the more that we encourage that sort of thing and have it make it normal, like I think that's like so cool. Break away from the machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Or even if you have a machine, at least try something new with the machine. Sure. You know Push I mean? a different yeah. button. Push it. <laughs> try try a different sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. And that's that's something that I've been kind of witnessing recently because I I'm I too am not a huge fan of country, um. But I grew up listening to it, and now I'm like kind of yeah. coming. I'm moving back towards it because I'm kind of like starting to dig some of the new stuff that's coming out. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> what, yeah, what, what, cool. what 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 kind of stuff are you doing that's <laughs> coming out? now i mean it like like, um, st- like stuff in the top top 40 or like like more of the um scene? i'm trying to think so like there's a lot of uh so i'm a huge fan of austin austin jenks and kill dodds obviously uh what's that one song it's like take a drunk girl home oh yeah yeah i don't know what it's called let her sleep on the couch yeah or yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah my friend I, one of my friends actually was uh part of the part of the production for that video oh that's awesome yeah uh, the that's video. a huge song yeah and it won like something at the cma video awards or something like that yeah that's a good message. Um, yeah, no, really it's cool. a, and I think that's something that we need to like I think it's so cool that there's so many artists that are coming out now that are like not afraid to like change the way country music's dialogue is like occurring. Yeah, because it's not like, about trucks and beer no, and girls. Well, and like <laughs> and if it is, at least there's like a message behind some of yeah, it. Yeah, like, sure. Um you know, uh 
early country music, the like to me, some of my favorite country music is like super political country music from like the early like 20th century. That kind yeah. of stuff, like mm-hmm. like uh, Woody Guthrie and you know Utah Phillips and all that kind of stuff, where it's like you know half of it is like you know country music about like you know your wife dying and then the other half is like i hate the government like yeah. it's like <laughs> one or the other um that's like the the cool stuff and there's actually like a, kind of like a resurgence in that kind of music like jason isbell is like bringing a lot yeah. of that back yeah and sturgill simpson is bringing a lot of that back too he had a he had a project called uh oh i forgot what they were called but he had this song called folded flag and it was just like it was just like it was super political and super like inflammatory and not what you would think like compared to like most like of the country you know demographic if you yeah. would hear that song at like a country festival you'd be like oh my gosh there's gonna be a riot like i can't believe <laughs> yeah. that someone would sing about that kind of stuff but like i think it's kind of cool how like I don't know. There's different artists that are coming up now. Uh, Casey Musgraves is another. Oh, one. she's great. I don't listen to a lot of her stuff, but I've heard that she's like doing a lot for the genre right now. Oh which yeah, I think she is, is so cool. She is. And oh, <laughs> like Lil Nas, like <laughs> I know like people joke about it, but like he is doing something huge for the genre right now. Oh like, yeah. I mean, rap culture and country culture have been at odds for years and years and years. Yeah. And, it's and then when like, it did happen, sometimes it wasn't so great. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And people, it would be a joke to yeah. some people. But, like, Old Town Road is overplayed and as obnoxious as it might be. It's done so much for the genre, like, and the culture. Like, the culture is the biggest thing. Is like, you're seeing integration between, like, country music and, and, and like, meme like rap which yeah, is so it's, it's, cool it's kind like, of comedy rap yeah it's, it's cool like it's um i think we need more of that with other genres too you know uh, more strange combinations like exactly because yeah. genre is such a dumb thing to me that like, oh we, yeah we, we it defi- doesn't really exist we divide <laughs> and define things so much by what it is and who would like it and well, we're it's kind of just, forced to, especially when it comes to yeah. like record labels and signing deals. Yeah. They want to know yeah. exactly what kind of music you play. Labels and playlists and yeah. uh, blogs are super particular about, mm-hmm. oh, well, this doesn't really fit our sound, so we're just not going to like it. It's like, well, what is your sound exactly? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. What is your sound? Is it is it one of the like the 20 bands that play the exact same way? Yeah. Because you know? that's a little boring. I'm yeah, just it is. It, well, it is boring, especially when you when you when if you make and write music according to a genre that you've like that you've predetermined for yourself you are literally like shooting your creativity in the foot oh yeah like, i yeah. no i have to make this sound more like uh an 80s love ballad <laughs> for every song i write and it's like mom no thank you <laughs> uh, no. there's been a lot of 80s love ballads i think maybe one or two would be okay but like maybe not your entire discography yeah mm. you know and if someone asks, you know, what <coughs> what's the genre of your band, which be like, well, come to a show and find out. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Or uh, use like rough, uh, unrelated terms to de- to describe it. Um, well, I play the guitar, and I usually turn the amp up. Oh, well, that's a good. That's I would. I that's would a good go start, see that show. Really. I would so. see that show. Yeah, <laughs> I would go to that show. Yeah, that's it's like, just ninety like percent of what I go to shows for. He like walks a, on stage, puts the guitar on, turns it up, walks off the stage. <laughs> hey, that's like that that new Nashville DIY noise punk stuff. Turn the amp up and just let the feedback play for twenty oh, minutes. Yeah. I bet you someone will 
will be inspired. <laughs> hey, while well, I continue my interpretive dance. <laughs> yeah. Now you're getting somewhere. Yeah. Now you're adding layers to this show, and exactly, I'm really enjoying yeah. it. It's, it's per, part performance art. Put the pumps art. on. You've got a whole. You've got a whole oh show. You're good <laughs> yeah. to go. Oh, man. It's part performance art now. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about the EP. Yeah. We want to talk about okay. the EP because it just came out. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yes. And uh, how are you feeling right now? Oh, uh, super relaxed. Yeah. Um, I Do you was, feel accomplished? I feel very accomplished because um, we, we did exactly what it was we set out to do. Um, and then some because so like we were very worried for a while right before we released that because we, we had like most of it done. It was done like we had all of our tracks done and everything. And just like the mixing process, we were just very worried that we weren't going to reach the kind of like the bigness that we wanted to achieve because like that was something we set out day one we we're like we want this ep to be huge like just feel big like, like sonically huge. sonically yeah. huge feel vast feel like yeah. uh cinematic mm-hmm. in, na- in nature like um and we were just like yo like we're we're doing half of this at mtsu in their drum studio or like in like studio a um like a, which is like a student studio yeah and then the other half we're doing in our in our apartment and which is Bad in our basis bedroom like yeah. yeah um and so we did literally we did like all of it there like most of it was done in that bedroom um other than like drums and like a choir part and then like a couple of string parts yeah but like everything else was like in a horn section as well in a horn like, section yeah. yes mm. um which actually i don't remember where we did those i think that was at a studio in nashville that cody had some time with but that was like one time. So I'm not even going to put that in the description of everything. We're just going to say bedroom. Um, <laughs> we brought the horn section into yeah, the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, we we we, we could have probably done that. We, that would have been cool. Um, yeah. It would have been very nice loud. Yeah, yeah. That's cramps. Yeah. Well, and so like, yeah, we're. I feel very accomplished because we, we ended up remixing a lot of the songs right before we released because – we kind of said a we kind of did a did a oopsie and uh scheduled the release date before we were kind of like 100% finished <laughs> which is like not like what you're supposed to do uh um but we did that and right, so, so it was like earlier in the week that we finished so luckily we were done before it was finished otherwise we wouldn't be here right now <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah we re- we released this uh project and we just had we, we yeah like i said we had to re-remix a lot of the uh songs and were you just not satisfied with how it sounded before yeah because like the thing is is like when you have like a lot of moving parts like are in e- that are in each and every song because there's so many tracks in each song um it can just sometimes like they, the power of all the tracks can cancel each other it gets out. a little muddy yeah. yeah and it just sounds like a bunch of people playing in a room mm-hmm. you know like or not even in a room it just sounds like a bunch of different parts you played next to each other yeah and it wasn't cohesive. It didn't tell a story. It didn't feel like blowing your face off like, whoa. Um, that's exactly Which is what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. we wanted You whoa. wanted to go, whoa. Um, <laughs> and so finally, after remixing it, we just sat down. Um, like all the band, we came over to our apartment and we, or I was in, at my apartment. I didn't come over to my own apartment. <laughs> I was already at my apartment. Um, but our keyboard player and our drummer came over and, um, we just sat in the room and we listened to it front to back with the fades and everything between the songs. Yeah. We just like, like we just like were gasping. Yeah. Like for air. Like, Cause we we're just like, oh, this is exactly what we wanted. Like, um, cause I remember when we, when we were writing these songs or, um, cause I, I was the primary songwriter for most of the songs, but I, 
like we all sort of like changed and warped the song. So everyone, everyone wrote every song, you know? Yeah. Um, but like when I was originally writing some of the first drafts for these songs, I was thinking these, like this has to be a certain way. Like I want it to, I want it to be cinematic. I want it to transport people when they listen to it. I want them to feel like they're in a different place. Um, and I want the story to be one that's not obvious, but like it is there if someone wants to look for it. Yeah, Cause it, sure. is a, it is a conceptual EP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a storyline to it. And I was just like, I want it to be available for whoever's listening to it to put their own meaning to it mm-hmm. or discover the hidden meanings in all the songs. Yeah. Um, and I wanted there to be Foley effects. I wanted there to be rain. I wanted there to be thunder. I wanted there yeah. to be boats. And I wanted it to sound like you're at sea. Yeah. Like, which, that's, yeah. which was your, cause, cause capsize was mm-hmm. like, you wanted that to be the theme. The, like, the, <coughs> yes. Yeah. Very, you, Not, where did the nautical theme come yeah. from? Yeah. So this is actually a, as I'm, I've never gotten to talk about this, and this is my favorite thing. Um, the reason why the EP is a nautical theme, it started off um, the song Rock on a Hard Place. Mm-hmm. I've had that song for maybe three years now, three years. Um, and I wrote it way long ago before the low blow even existed. And we were recording that song, and then I just like, had this like mantra in my head where I was just like, I was going through a really tough time emotionally, uh, which is like such a fun thing to say, but it was, <laughs> I was going through like a really hard time emotionally. And I just kind of felt like, you know, like maybe I was like, I feel like felt like suffocated, but also like I felt really isolated too at the same time. And, um, really the only word I could describe to it was like drowning, you yeah. know? Um, and I f- sort of had this like aha moment where I was like, you know, like, growing up and being a child and like this is like sounds so way out of left field but like um growing up and being a child my room that uh i lived in from like when i was like a little kid to like maybe like young adolescence was like nautical themed it had like boats it had you know sailboat pictures the wallpaper had you know uh, boats on it and i always had uh my grandfather built me a handmade boat and Mm. and so i was kind of like what if i were to like i don't know i've always like like to have like sort of like a almost like childlike nostalgic innocence in all of the way that I write. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's, that's a very like tender time in your life. Like Absolutely. when you're growing mm-hmm. up and you know, you're figuring yourself out and um, the nautical theme sort of just came naturally following that of like, um, you know, it would just make sense for me to write songs about feeling like I'm drowning and how I wish I could, you know, feel go alive back to those and ha- times. go back to those, yeah, yeah, those happier times and, um, and so because of that, and also it was loosely inspired from, uh, just different musical influences I've had in the past. Um, what we discovered the other day, there's this album by, okay. So you, have you all listened to Owl City at all? I've listened to a little bit of Owl okay, City. Okay. So yeah, but I'm not proud of it. <laughs> no, I understand. They were the first concert I ever saw. I was like 10 years old. And oh man. And wow. mind, I'm sure. No, it was amazing. Yeah. Like I, like I, like get me here right, right now. Like Owl City is like super cringy at times, but that concert was like awesome, and they're very talented. And I think that their music is actually very influential towards like modern music more than I think people realize. Sure. Um, and he, the guy Adam Young, the guy who is the head of Owl City, actually wrote an album called Sky Sailing, and released it underneath the name Sky Sailing which had a lot of nautical imagery in it and kind of played with like the idea of like uh, sailboats and 
harbor towns and things like that and i've just always loved that aesthetic like in my mind i've just always loved it and it just kind of it just kind of came naturally from there i was like oh, we're gonna write a nautical ep Why yeah not? there you go you know uh, it's <laughs> there's no point in just like not going along with it it's something that's deeply personal to me something yeah. that's you know affected me for my whole life it Why is not? kind of like a romantic image too yeah, yeah well it is very romantic and that's something that we wanted is like um with all of our writing and all of the plans that we have in the future we want big vast huge images in that like present something very like obvious to the listener um which is why like the nautical theme was just a no-brainer for us once it sort of came together and um we we already have our our plans for the next uh for the next project figured out like, oh wow concept, that's awesome concept and everything and i might tease at that a little bit later but like um Ooh. yeah yeah exclusive i'm very <laughs> excited to talk about things because i don't get to as, as much because i've never done interviews. well this is the place to do it yeah yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I did really like uh with the uh, the singles you guys would release mm-hmm. you like would do like part of the album cover a little bit yeah yeah kind of like, yeah yeah um yeah that is actually completely unintentional um at first and then it made sense once undertow came out so we released rock in a hard place and it was the the lighthouse, the lighthouse and the yeah. rocks in the water and uh so i made all the covers uh, oh awesome so i i went to graphic design school for four years um in in high school because we had the the acad there was this academy program where each high school had like a career technical academy wow so like you could Man. go for like business or you could go to like a different school for like stem where did you go to high wouldn't school wouldn't that have been nice <laughs> well so clarkson montgomery county school system has this academy program where each school has like a different thing so you could do like uh you know uh homeland security and defense and stuff like that or you could do um you could do like uh like 4-h like um agriculture yeah. and that kind of stuff and you could do business or you could do graphic design. And then there's another one that was like video game design and like what? app design. <laughs> yeah, no, no joke. Like, and so I, uh, it's time I, for me to go back to school. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was so cool. And so I went to the Academy for Media Arts and Technology. Uh, we call it AMAP because that's, that, that was the acronym. Yeah. And it was at like Rossview, it. Rossview High School. Okay. So you went to Rossview. Yeah. It was, I went to Rossview. Okay. And so what they had there was like, um, it was like a graphic design academy where you learn how to make like logos and, you know, um, design posters and design graphics for, you know, anything like, uh, a logo, like a logo or like a font or like, if yeah. you're, you know, if you need like a photo or, f- and it also integrated with photography and web design as well. So yeah. like it goes hand in hand. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's all connected. So we did a lot of photography stuff too, where we would do, um, you know, we would have to learn how to operate cameras and then we would take them into like Lightroom or Photoshop and edit the photos so they look better or whatever. And uh, when you get a bunch of inexperienced high schoolers editing photos, it can often ensue um, mischief. Uh, <laughs> or, or one can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite thing that I would do in high school is I would take photos from the uh, like the like I guess you could call it the Facebook, but it was just like we had a folder that was f- like connected to the whole school of all the AMAT students' uh. profile photos. And I would take all of the photos of the people in my class and I would shrink their faces down super small. <laughs> so it would just be these tiny faces on their like heads <laughs> and I would just send it to them and they'd be like, why would you ever do that? That was the worst. Like, and so that was, that was like the kind of stuff I would do. This is why I'm in theater. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, like, so I would do that. Um, and I would get, we would get like these projects where we had like make like a, like a movie poster or like a logo and, 
um, they would give us like three weeks to do it and I would just finish it the first day so I could goof off the rest of the time. <laughs> I got good at graphic design for the sheer fact that I just wanted to goof off. So I could shrink people's faces. Yeah, exactly. The That's the only reason I got good at graphic design. <laughs> but um, A noble goal though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I forgot where I was going with that. Where did it's that not come hard from? work, oh, but it's the, honest the work. Covers, yeah, the covers, the covers. Yeah, yeah the covers. Um, yeah, so the covers came from this like we kind of a lot of the 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 albums and like or not their albums the the EP is very um, like it's very conceptual and very like um, uh, like we had kind of like this vivid imagery of like like when you have like a dream and you just see like this image in front of you and we kind of wanted to make it look sort of like not real but like real at the same time mm-hmm. and um, so kind of what we did is we there we didn't I didn't draw anything it is a style it's called like a photo collage basically um for all the covers and it was you you can you can literally get the rights to any image online like um like if you pay like a certain amount of money yeah, of and and you would edit it what i would do is i would edit it i would colorize it change it uh cut it out make it look like it was in like in a cohesive thing and that's how i would make all the covers for our stuff and it's it's like completely like it's completely legal completely okay as long as it is royalty free and like you pay for the amount of money this episode like, sponsored by shutterstock.com yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of it was through shutterstock and like you're technically as long as you're not like i don't think there's rules for it unless like you're like branding like an entire like company off yeah. and trademarking it yeah. yeah you're just selling like an like you're not even selling the artwork you're selling the music so it's yeah. like not a huge deal um but yeah if it becomes a problem, I'll just we'll just change it. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> At that point, you're like, I don't even care anymore. If it's an issue, <laughs> like I'll change it. But like it, like a lot of it is, um, a lot of the stuff that I was mostly concerned with was like colorization and like, uh, um, like texture overlaying and yeah. font mm-hmm. design and things like that. That was the most of the work was put towards colorizing and stuff like that. Right. So um, it'd match everything else. Yeah. The, um. Because we have a very distinct color palette for the entire EP's promotion kind of thing yeah which is really awesome um, yeah. yeah well and that's kind of something that we like took out of, we took out of uh the page of like jack white and his I was way gonna, of, i was gonna say jack yeah white. <laughs> uh, the way he brands uh his different projects with a specific color tone yeah we kind of did like a four tone or four or five tone uh promotion color palette um and it's like a pale yellow deep red navy light blue like seafoam kind of color so it's like five colors and Every post, every post we've had, that was like, like just like a promotional photo, not like a live photo, has been in palette. Everything we wear to shows that are like official will have. Oh really? Be dressed so, in so it's even down to like your your clothes. That's every awesome. video, every video we've done, we shot it with color palette in mind. Very cool. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like where we're going where we went with the ep we're we're really we're just kind of like leaning back right now and just like chilling for the time being because it was a lot of mental gymnastics we had to play to figure out the release schedule for it all and just get it all like out there like we were very worried that was not going to turn out but like luckily it did and um, it had some good traction too i mean people well, really yeah really seemed to that's something it. that we were very worried about um because like I've released before, yeah, and it's like nobody cares. Re- it's like releasing DIY is really difficult. It is very difficult, <laughs> yeah. especially like and even like with submissions like that you do for like you can like even submit to like different like playlists and be like yeah, yo like, like Spotify playlists yeah like, like like hey put us on your playlist like most of them will just be like no 
Yeah, like, really? We, we, yeah, like, if you submit to a like, place and be like, yo, like, listen to my track, so many of them will not listen. And then most of those people that do listen are just like, no, like, I like it, but, like, no. Wow. Or they'll just hate it. Like, that's yep. – <laughs> so, like, uh, you can do things like – there's a thing called, like, Submit Hub where you can, like, submit, like, singles to different bloggers and playlists mm-hmm. and things like that. And we would get, like, a 10%, like, accept – like, it was, like, like something like a point five or, like, it's, like, a point – I don't remember what it is. It's a very low acceptance rate average it's across small. the board. <laughs> and so when we would submit, we would be like, okay, but like, we're good. So like, <laughs> we'll get like, we'll get like more submissions and it's, or, or we'll get more acceptances. And it's like, no, like we're, we definitely did not get more. We were like, um, maybe like one every 10 or 15, we would get, wow. a, we would get someone to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll put it in. And the worst thing is, is, People on those <laughs> playlists, they reject you for the weirdest reasons. Like, not even, like, most of the rejections we got were very positive. And I don't mean, like, oh, like, they had mostly positive things to say. Like, a lot of them were just, like, we love this track. It's so good. We we like the guitars. We like the vocals. The songwriting is very mature. We're going to pass. <laughs> and you're just, like, what? Why, what? though? Yeah, or... or or they'll have like one little thing they'll be like uh the reverb on the vocal after verse two <laughs> just a little bit wet for my taste <laughs> sorry and it's like yo like can we fix it and send it back and they're like absolutely not uh, no have a good no. day have a good day <laughs> i did not like the choice of yellow on the cover <laughs> yeah exactly like, it, like you you'd think that would be ridiculous but yeah. that's like totally like not off the that's table. crazy no it's i mean you think it'd be crazy but i guess maybe they know something we don't and they just they're like no nope, <laughs> at least g-. they think they do yeah. our analytics show our listeners only like sunshine yellow <laughs> <laughs> or like or like there'll be times where people are like oh my god there's very obvious like your vocals are flat in this one place and i'm like i know they're not flat because they were tuned <laughs> yeah that's like <laughs> i can't believe you just said my vocal that was tuned is flat <laughs> like you just lied to yourself like yeah. your ears are lying like but it's okay yeah i'm not salty about no, it i'm just the, like the really hurt about it the good thing is is people have been listening to the ep yeah, well, yeah, yeah. so that's what i was gonna say is that, like we were very worried that we were not going to get any lessons but murfreesboro nashville and clarksville and just places that we played has, we have an incredibly loyal network of just friends and people that have like, yeah. played with us that support us. Cause I think that we have something that not a lot of bands in our genre, like that pop kind of rock genre have. And that is that we're, I don't think we're super arrogant, <laughs> like super about ourselves or yeah. I, I, I don't, I think we're very real people. Most of us or no, no, I think we like all of everyone in the band, I would say is a real person. Oh. Most of us are, drummer, no. <laughs> except for Taylor, our drummer. No, he's, he's been, he's been constructed. No, but. Taylor is, Taylor's like my favorite person in the world. But like what I was, what I'm saying is just like, we're, I think we're very genuine people that are very concerned with the success of our friends. And which is so important. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's very important. I, I, I honor someone. I honor real, like real people like so much compared to like superficial people that are just doing it for clout and things. Like oh that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I get it. Like there are people that need, that's how they have to do it. Like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of merit in running the business in a way that like everything has to be about like getting yourself higher. Like I, I get that there's people sure. that are, that I know that have to do that to survive and keep themselves afloat. But also, like, there's a lot to be said about, like, not needing to do that and just being a genuinely good person. Yeah. And, like, not making it about being, like, getting, 
attention. It's about like just being real and legitimate towards people that like you care about yeah, and not yeah, faking exactly. it to get people to like you. Like just be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And like, don't it's do it. Easy. Don't be nice just to get, yeah clout. like don't be, be nice because nice. you want to be like yeah. it's yeah. it's not that hard i don't think i don't think that i don't think that i've ever gotten anything out of being fake nice oh no you know mm-hmm. i i i've never and i've never been the one to do that if i don't like somebody i will just not be i just won't talk to them if i if i if someone bothers me i'm not going to pretend to like them because that's <laughs> you like, no one benefits from yeah exactly. yeah no one does because i mean it's not like i hate a lot of people i i'm pretty friendly and open to most people you'd have to do something really mean for me to not like you so why would i pretend exactly. to like you if you're yeah. gonna be a jerk to me like yeah. it's there's no point you know i don't know that's good things to live by <laughs> i think i think uh, yeah i think if i think most people live by that at least or at least try to i don't mean to make it sound like i'm like super unique in that sort of experience i no, think it's just something i think you guys do. are very much like that most people are like that um i just that's how i like to run things in the band it kind of made that like very clear early on with the band is like we're not doing this to get famous we're not doing this to get rich we're doing it to create music that's very personal and yeah. someone else can relate to yeah doesn't matter how much or who yeah that's the goal if if one person gets something from it you've you've succeeded exactly that that's good that's like a day one thing we established yeah. like this is not a clout game this is not like like if people like us and we get a lot of people liking us that's awesome mm-hmm. like if we get clout if we get this great but we're not going to do it by stepping on people's toes to get there like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna stay in our lane we're gonna be chill we're gonna be like like we're going to look out for those that like are close to us, but we're not going to be like, we're not going to be super like Machiavellian and like cryptic in the way that we run things. Like that was something that was like right up front is like, be real. There's yeah. No, there's no, no harm. <laughs> yeah, be real and let the talent speak for itself. I mean, sure. That's, that's sure. All you, that's all yeah. you have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was kind of the, yeah, that's sort of what I would say as a response to all that. Just like, that's what's worked for us in the past, so we're just gonna keep doing it. Yeah, uh, that's I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Indeed. Um. So, uh, I listened to the EP, the whole thing. It was great. Okay. I loved okay. it. Sounds like there's a butt coming. No, here. There's no yeah. butt. That's oh, okay. it. I just loved it. I was it. like, I um, listened to the EP, but the whole thing, but but your vocals were a little <laughs> bit flat. <laughs> <laughs> your vocals on one high note that was tuned were a little flat. Yeah. <laughs> the reverb on that note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if if you if you were to pick, and I I know this can be difficult, mm, okay. but is there is there one track on the EP that just really, um, yeah, moves um, you a certain way? Moves me a certain way. Um. I would say my favorite to listen. So there's two answers here. My favorite to listen to is Capsize, okay. the title track. Um, it's just huge. It's the exact. It is like the pinnacle of like exactly what I wanted for this EP. Like the big choir, the water washing, and yeah. the strings and everything. And it's just it was huge. It's like super uh, Life of Pi esque in terms of like yeah, just like well, I don't know. It's and, like, and, and it swells. Yeah. I, what, what I love about that song is it's it's very. Uh, stark in the beginning yeah and then it slowly yeah. swells throughout the yeah. entire song that's ex- it, it, th- th- that song is exactly how i wanted it to be so that's my favorite to listen to yeah my favorite to play live is 215 yeah um because that song is 
very sad. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I can tell it's 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 personal. It's very at least personal. it sounds that way. Well, yeah, and that's that's exactly so. That song we I originally wrote at like three in the morning, not two fifteen in the morning. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Deception. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This is uh, I'm a little upset now. No, um, I wrote it at three in the morning, um, with my now roommate spending the night at my house in Clarksville, and we were just goofing around on uh, Logic. Like with a uh, massive synth, you know. I don't know if you know, Matt. Like, if heard of massive, uh, it's like a synth program or whatever. And it has just all like all these different synths. And I was just goofing around with it, and I was making something really small, like like just small sounded. Like uh, the chord progression to two fifteen AM started there. It was okay. just like this really small synth, and like rain sound effects was what it was. Okay. And I wrote these lyrics, and they were you know super like kind of like 1975 delivery like just like super like it was fast and it was like percussive and it just didn't really i don't know it was cool when i wrote it because i i liked it because i wrote it (laughs) and then like a year went by before we did anything with it and i like we were i was trying to introduce it to the low blow because i had written it by myself before and i was trying to introduce it and i was just like yo like this is a song called 215 a.m nashville is what it was called it was originally called 215 a.m nashville because it was based on an event that happened in nashville and so my band listens to it and they're like yeah like it's good i'm like it didn't have the desired effect anytime i ever played it for anybody and so i'm like okay well something obviously needs to be done um i get my keyboard player matthew williford he comes over to the apartment and we rewrite the thing completely like we start from scratch no parts that were in the original song are in the new version except for the chord progression. Okay. Um, originally it was like um, something, something. She, uh, it was like uh, I'm trying to think of like one of the lyrics. She said she's gonna run off to L.A. and she asked me if I'll come along the way. And I'm like, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make any sense. And I just like oh, need to write something completely different. So we rewrote it and made it just this super soft like. We wanted to make it like the song about broken moments when you're like talking to somebody for the last time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like just like these, like when you screw up a conversation like that, we wanted the song to feel like, Hey, you know that moment when like you just like completely like tank a conversation with someone that really matters to you. Mm -hmm. That's like what we wanted of like that, that awkward silence that you have in between like sentences. We wanted the song to feel like that. So like, just heart-wrenching and so um and then we we matthew sang this melody that was like and i'm like that's so pretty but it doesn't fit at all with this like verse i'm like okay well we'll just make that like a bridge thing this whatever and i said oh you know it'd be so emo if we said but like totally shouldn't put it in because it's so corny I love you more than I hate me (laughs) and I need you more than you need me. And he was like, Whoa, (laughs) that's kind of sick. So we started singing that. I'm like, okay, we're going to use it as a placeholder. We'll change it eventually. We never did because everyone that heard it loved it so much. It became the chorus and that, and that's what happened. Well, it's simple, but people can relate (coughs) to it. You know, I mean, it's, um, it's one of those songs that I think a lot of people can ascribe their own meaning to it. Yeah. It's open enough to where, like, I I get a lot from it because it is very specific to an experience I've had. Sure. But for other people, it might fit something that they've gone through or feel. Yeah. You know, um, as 
in specific or specific the song might be, you know, I, I think that that's, that's my favorite thing about 215 is that, you know, I can play it. I can cry on stage while I'm playing it for my own reasons. Yeah. And other people can cry for their own reasons. Yeah. You know, and I've heard those reasons from other people. I'm like, that's not what it's about, but I like for that. you it is. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, what, that's great. That's what it is about for you, you know. That's the goal. Yeah. And so that's why 215 is like my favorite to play. Which also, uh, if you want to promote it, you can. But the yes. the video on that you just yes, put out. we did a we did a live session video with Kirkwood Live, and it is available on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, just look up lo- the Low Blow Kirkwood Live two fifteen a.m. session. It's also on our Facebook and our Instagram if you want to check it out. It's really cool. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Awesome. It was absolutely freezing. When we did oh that. really? It was. Uh, it was, so it was like yeah, it was like um, March when we shot that. Oh wow! And mm-hmm. so it was like the middle of the night. Yeah, we we held it for a while. It's been around for a while. Um, but it was like yeah, middle of the mar- middle of March, and it was freezing. That's why at the beginning of the video, if you look at our keys player, he looks absolutely miserable. Like his li- like he sounds like he just got a call that like his dog had died or something. <laughs> at the beginning of the video, like watch it, and he looks so sad. But honestly, it he was just freezing. The, yeah. He was just freezing. Like oh, we were really? all cold. Yeah. Um, cause it was, it was the middle, it was like middle of the night and it was so cold <laughs> on top of that parking garage. We were, we were on top of a parking garage in, on Murfreesboro MTSU's campus. Wow. And so it was like freezing up there. It was so windy, so cold. And, um, we spent so much time just threading cables and running cables to all these different mics. Cause it was like, you have to do a setup in the middle of like. It's just crazy having to do a setup on a parking garage. Well, yeah. And like having to run like a 50 foot cable from like one outlet in one of the columns. Columns, yeah. And that's how we like ran sound for the entire thing. It was unbelievable. It sounded great though. I'm glad because it was a very hard process. There were so (laughs) many times where we would have to stop three fourths of the way into a take because like a cable went bad or something. Oh, no. I can't tell you how many XLRs that video was. Like. If you had seen the just the ring of fire of just like XLRs, you would have been like, "Oh my god, it looks like, <laughs> they're looks, gonna blow up." It something. literally looks like the Great Wall of China, or it looks like <laughs> it looks like uh, it looked like um, every single like bomb diffusing movie ever, but like right in front of us. Um, oh my goodness! It was it was no, it was freezing and it was wiry, and the only time we could get out of the cold was to uh, go into the library underneath us to go pee, or no, it wasn't, it wasn't the library, it was student union go underneath us to the library or to the student union P and then, or, uh, to hop into, uh, the, the director's car who had, his, he, had his heater on. Yeah. And we just be like, put our hands on the heater. Yeah. <laughs> it was, we know uh, those feelings. Yeah. It was miserable, but it was a fun video to shoot and it turned out really well. We were very happy with the way it turned out and we're releasing. So we did that video. We're releasing a music video. Um, we haven't really told anybody about this. We've kind of teased it a little bit. I've seen a couple of pictures. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. releasing a full music video uh, for Rock in a Hard Place. Okay. In, I don't, I'm not going to give a date. I'm not going to put a date on it. But Eventually. Uh, soon, like very soon, like within, I would say within a month maybe. Okay. We're releasing this cool video. Um, it's super, it's just like, it's higher quality than I had ever thought I would ever have the chance to like be a part of. <laughs> like you ever like watch a music video and you're like, I'm never going to be able to do a video like that high quality with like that kind of camera, that kind of whatever. And we have this friend, I have this friend named uh, Dylan, who's actually the guy who did the Austin Jenks video that I was oh, in. Okay. Um, <clears throat> tremendous director, tremendous friend of mine. And he, 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 
gave us this wonderful opportunity to be able to do this video with him. And it, it just turned out so much better than I could ever have imagined. Like I, I didn't even know what to expect. And then we show up and we get it started. And I'm just like, this looks like, it looks like a freaking Wes Anderson movie. Like, like, in oh, terms really? of, well, that's kind of like what we were going for. We're like, the video is like, I will say it is like to tease it a little bit. It is imagine the most awkward music video shoot ever but like with rock and a hard place playing, playing in the background. Cause that's like the goal is like very awkward. Uh, it's just like very awkward, like robotic performances kind of is like what it's all about. But, but was that the vision though? That was the vision. Yeah, okay. It was like um, the awkwardness of a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Played with rock and a hard place, which is like this super like out there, yeah. like super yeah. like um, flamboyant song paired with like just this very, awkward delivery and <laughs> it just, it's so funny like i i re, like i'll probably show you when the camera's off what we've got so far but i can't okay. wait for the audience to see us like it's it's freaking hilarious and the guy he, dylan the guy who's editing it and directing it and producing and all of it it just looks so good and he's so talented and it, we, we couldn't have done it without him so uh, big uh, ups to dylan rucker everybody <laughs> and i'm sure it was awesome to walk into a place and let someone else just kind of take control oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah no 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 kidding yeah i mean i i think that like too often um we as a band we micromanage everything we do yeah in terms of like i mean like we had our ep release show the night of the release uh, or the night before the release of uh, the ep and um, all of us were just walking back and forth the entire night between like the the lobby and the the you know the, the uh, performance room and just like is everything okay we got over the <laughs> merch table we figured out everything's good everything and uh, it wasn't until we released this thing that we were just like we can finally just take a breath and yeah. just be like it's gonna be okay yeah it's gonna be, like it's all gonna be okay <laughs> it's out of our hands now let the audience deal with there it let go. the audience enjoy it and same with the video dylan just made it so much easy so easy for us while still allowing us to feel like we had a huge role in the yeah you know the 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 creation of uh, our vision you know and carrying it out which is a sign of a good director yes. <laughs> just, honestly i i would not have had anybody else direct this video other yeah. than dylan he's and he's we have good chemistry because he's like he's he's a professional but he's not like the kind of guy that you'd be intimidated to talk to he is very open very you know i, I won't say colloquial because he's not like that he's just like i don't know it's like i'm talking to you guys like he he he's a professional and he's so good at what he does but like you're not a, like i'm not intimidated talking to you guys i feel like i'm talking to like peers and it was yeah. like talking to a peer with him um which is not always the case when you're working in film in Nashville because oh, there's yeah. people that are like, Oh yeah. Like Nicki Minaj is like my sister. And like, not, <laughs> not even like, they're like, you know, like they're like, Oh, you know, like stuck up their own ass. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And like, they're not usually arrogant, but they're just like, they have the clout that they can, they could yeah. flex on oh, you. They yeah. don't, but they're just like, yeah, super casual about being like these big wigs. And you're just like, Oh my God, that's, <laughs> I've won three awards for yeah. music videos. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I won the science fair in fifth grade. <laughs> you know? They're like, Oh wow. That's oh, great. You know, it's for like, my oh. potato light project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that EP release show you were yes. talking about, yeah. I, I saw some footage on your, on your stories. Oh, some footage. Oh, I saw a it lot of footage. It was like uh, mm. three hours of footage that we put up there. But it was I, like do, a I do, show. I do want to talk about it because the energy was insane. Yes. Were you expecting? No, you're fine. Were um, you expecting <laughs> that type of energy? No, I was. We weren't expecting that audience. We weren't expecting anybody to show up because we booked that show 
we 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 booked the the venue for that show the Sunday before that Thursday. Really? Yes, because wow. we didn't know for sure that we were going to release on the 31st. So we didn't know for sure if an EP release show <laughs> would be viable the night before. So we were just like, okay, finally, we, we got it all figured out. Let's book the damn show. And we, <laughs> we called Hawkins AV and Lame and Loki, who are all people that have been huge parts of our journey. journey. Uh, Lame played the first show that we ever played in Nashville part of the DIY scene at this place called Hollywood hideout, which is now, uh, has now had to discontinue doing shows. Rest in peace. It was a great house show venue. And, uh, and the guy, the guy who plays uh, guitar for them, Kevin Rice is, um, this dude, he's in Michigan right now, but he is like our, like one of our closest friends in the Nashville DIY scene. Like he is, he has booked us so many shows and has like had our backs so long. He's like a, he's like our uncle or like our brother. Like he's like, honestly, like Kevin is like, and he's like invited to be like a groomsman at my wedding. If I ever get married, like <laughs> Kevin, like if, if there's ever a time that like, uh, you're worried that you can't be a groomsman at my wedding, just pull this clip up and I'll have to, I'll have to put you in. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is my invitation. So, uh, don't screw things up. <laughs> uh, no, he's a, no, he's a great guy. And, uh, that's he's, awesome. He's done so much for us. And so he was part of this band called lame. And then Hawkins AV club was a band that we, we had, uh, they were at our first show or their one of their guys was Zach. Uh, their guitar player was there and, uh, we, we had just played a show with them earlier, like in maybe April or something. Yeah, it was 420. We had a 420 show with them at a place called No Billiards. And it was just the most, it was just the coolest show. Like that was the first time my brother had gotten to see us live. And oh, he's from, cool. he's like, from out, out of, he lives in St. Louis and, um, it was his first time out of town being able to see us. And it was just, the energy was unbelievable. And like the audience was so receptive. And I remember that was my first time seeing Hawkins and they were just like, they're nuts like they're so good like um like their recordings are good like they're they have great recordings and mixes but like seeing them live is just next level yeah like the energy is just unbelievable um they have this song called front yard wrestling <laughs> that and the fun thing about their titles is it has nothing to do with their songs ever which That's is like awesome well yes. it makes it hard to find the, the song that i want to hear but like <laughs> i finally figured out front yard wrestling and it has this ending that's just like you ever hear like a beat that you just can't help be like oh oh my god <laughs> like you're yeah. just like oh my god i can't believe that they did that and uh the end of that end of that song like changed my life permanently there you go mm -hmm. and Everybody then loki loki like is the guy i used to produce uh beats for back in high school really yeah we've been friends since my junior year of high school and um he goes to mtsu and we've been friends ever since and it was so cool having him open up for us because it was just like, dude, this is my friend. Like yeah. opening up for us. I've known this guy since I was a junior high school, and now here he is, like, ushering in the first huge pro project I've ever done into the world. Like it's so cool. But it was a very, it was a very emotional night. Like, um, it was so anxiety filled at the beginning, and we were super confused and frustrated and trying to just get everything figured out because, like, you know, um it was hard to get there on time. It was hard to get everything, you know, sorted out all the, um, you know, just there was, there was traffic. I remember that day that was like super obnoxious and we were just struggling to get these sound checks done. Cause we didn't have the space for a whole lot of time. Cause we didn't have, we didn't have a whole lot of money put into it. We just didn't have a whole lot of time to get things figured out before the show opened at eight. So we were just like rushing and running and 
super stressful, but the show the show could not have gone better. It went off without a hitch, without a hitch. And when we performed, it was like I've never. It was like I, I didn't cry on stage, but I definitely could have if I wasn't like purposefully trying not to. Yeah. Because hmm. um, it was like to go out into, on a stage and just hear people screaming your lyrics back at you. Yeah. Without you asking them to. Yeah. Is just like what like what what am I doing like what where am I right now like I go out there and we start undertow and people are singing the first verse like not even oh, just the wow. chorus they're singing the first verse and I'm just like this is like I never would have ever thought I would ever have this when I was like yeah. ten years old picking up a guitar for the first time there was never that moment where I was like oh I'm gonna go out on stage and people are gonna know my songs and sing them with like you know the the fire of a thousand suns like that's never <laughs> yeah. gonna happen. Um, people were crowd surfing and moshing to that's a song. Th- that's that's the thing because because you're your yeah. type of music you wouldn't think that people would no, be moshing exactly to it. <laughs> well so we we are really like connor our guitar player and i uh connor our guitar player and me um and taylor our drummer we are particularly big fans of the national hardcore scene yeah um mm. and we listen to a lot of uh listen to a lot of different hardcore groups and acts out of nashville and um that, that was my first introduction to moshing was like going to see our friend James and 30 nights of violence at the end in Nashville and just seeing the way people oh, man. behave in those pits. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. I would, I've never been in a hardcore pit. I've only been in like punk and alternative pits cause they're a lot easier, Yeah, but hardcore pits, it's like, you might die. It's- just be okay with that. It might happen. So I'm going to um, step back here and just watch. <laughs> I'm always yeah. an edge pitter. I always oh, stand at the edge and I'm like, get back in there. I'm yeah. like the bumpers at the bumper car places, but yeah, so that was our that was my first introduction to moshing, and because of that, we have a lot of people that are also big fans of hardcore that come to our shows that know us through there, that get these pits started. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really fun seeing someone slam dancing to Undertow. It's <laughs> yeah. just really fun. This song about like feeling emotionally vulnerable and just not happy, and then someone's just like boom, 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 <laughs> and like swinging their arms around about to hit somebody. It's so much fun. But um, no, that was the craziest show. Um, the craziest show and to piggy I'm not gonna say piggyback I hate when people say I'm gonna piggyback off of that I hate when people say that you, you um, didn't even say it I didn't even I say it I was about it. to say it and that's why I was like I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna stoop that low um, our drummer he told me that the second he got off stage he just started like sobbing because he was really? just so overwhelmed with like joy and Connor uh, Matthew and I went back behind the uh, like in this big place called right in our rehearsals where we had our, our show and we went to one of the back hallways after we had like collected all the money and the funds and like the night was basically over and we just like looked at each other and we we're just like laughing and crying. Like it was like, cause you're just like, it was like the end of a Harry Potter movie. It was just like, we did it. We finally did it. We saved the world. Or like we released yeah. our AP and it was just like, <laughs> no. like, it's just like nothing prepares you for that kind of thing. No, absolutely it was, um, not. It was the, it was the highest I'd ever been in my life. Um, emotionally, I wasn't, on drugs, because um, your mom, your mom and my mom would right kill now. me. <laughs> no, it was it was um, it was next level, and we went to cook out afterwards, and then I got, ah, and great. then I ate way too much dairy, and then it ruined my digestive system. <laughs> I had to put a real big damper on everything, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was all worth it, though. It was all worth it. That milkshake was that, delicious. That peanut butter oh. milkshake was like great, but like honestly, I probably shouldn't have. 
partaken in that. Are you are you are you uh, lactose intolerant? I am one of those lactose intolerants um, that doesn't care about your digestive health. Honestly, I do more now <laughs> than I did at that moment. <laughs> mm. um, I, that I, was yeah. a breaking point. I really don't go for dairy that much. I'm not a huge fan of dairy products. Um, I was I'm a vegetarian. I was a vegan for a while, um, and just mainly I went vegan because I just didn't like the way cheese made me like the way that cheese and milk made me feel sure um but really it just boils down to i'm just i just probably shouldn't eat dairy to begin with um (laughs) so (laughs) so now most of what i eat is just like vegetables and and water that sounds so weird like i'm just eating a bell pepper and drinking water no that's that sounds great that's actually actually, yeah that was the one i had before i came here is it really no 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 um, on the way here with the teriyaki sauce actually Yeah. yeah yeah no um actually my uh my roommate's girlfriend, uh, who is my future roommate, she'll be living with us in the new house. Uh, she actually made. She's from. She's from Lebanon, and so um, and her family's from Lebanon, not Lebanon, Tennessee. No, like, yeah, like um, yeah, country, the yeah. country, yeah. And she made uh, hummus, and oh. I've never had hummus that wasn't sabra hummus. Right, <laughs> um, homemade hummus. Yeah, it was homemade hummus, and like it changed my entire life. Oh man! Like uh, there's this Middle Eastern market apparently in Murfreesboro that I'd never even heard of. And they brought back fresh made pitas from there. Oh man. And this homemade hummus, dude, I, I literally like, you can ask them like to their face. I would not stop raving about how much I love this hummus. (laughs) I was like, I was probably more emotional about this hummus than I was at the show. Honestly, (laughs) I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. It was, yeah, it was special. Well, there you go. Mm. Hummus and, EP release shows, guys. That's where you. That's where <laughs> it I gets go. them every time. That's where I get my serotonin. And so does dairy, but in a bad kind of way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it gets me. It, uh, <laughs> just sometimes. It just knows me too well. Ah, <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? It knows. The, it knows my weak spots. This is true. <laughs> like all enemies should. <laughs> I know. Honestly, Indeed. honestly, it's a great friend until it's not. Right. You know what I mean? Because I I love cheese. Who doesn't love yeah, cheese? Yeah, you can't not love cheese. It's, I mean, some, I've vegan friends that are like, oh my God, how do you like that? I'm like, have you ever eaten cheese? <laughs> like, do, do you forget that this is literally the way to solve any emotional problem you've oh, yeah. ever had? Yeah. Bite into a piece of funky cheese with some fruit and tell me that it's not the best thing you've ever eaten. Oh yeah. And I'll show you a liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, you can't. It's Give me just, a pretzel stick and some cheese dip. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, yeah, like next level. No, of course. Next level. And I try to not eat as much cheese because, one, it's expensive, Yeah, which is it weird. It can be. Um, but Good it's cheese. also like it screws with my whole system. This is a fun topic to come like <laughs> right out of the EP. It is so not the EP the first is time. about fresh mozzarella. Is <laughs> um, capsize, uh, capsize it's just about cheese. Yeah. It's about dunking about, into the marinara. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, when it falls into the marinara, it pulled into the undertow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's take it back several years then, okay? Several years. Several, Oof. several years. Like getting, a lot of years. Getting into music. How did your parents meet? Oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, not that not, many years. Not that far. I don't that know that story. No, I'm just, <laughs> Um, so what, what, where, where are we going with this? Yeah. Well, well how, how did you just start become how did I get into interested music? in, you know, playing music and singing and That's things like question. that? That's a good question. Uh, so I had a music teacher. That's it. No, uh, I had a music <laughs> teacher. <laughs> he was great. There you go. I was a, um, no, I had a music teacher, uh, named Jerry Tesh. I'm friends with him on Facebook, so I'll tag him, uh, when, <laughs> when y'all post this. You I'll should. Be like, hey, Jerry. Yo, what's um, up? what's up, Jerry? No, um, and he... He brought ukuleles to school, and that was part of our curriculum. As we would learn, I don't know if it's part of the curriculum; it might have just been like learning an instrument. But like, 
fifth grade, I learned. I tra- so I just transferred to a new school halfway through the year. I originally went to a Catholic school. And then I just like it was not it was just not working out for me. Um, <laughs> I have too much of a problem with authority. It just wasn't going well. Ah, yeah, well. So I was like, you know, you know, um, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to a secular public school. Ah, and, the Satanists. Yeah, the, the, oh, man. the devil worshippers. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I go to this public school, Rossview Elementary yeah. School. It was the first year they had opened actually. Oh, really? And I transferred Ooh. halfway through the year, so okay. I was new. I was the new kid, and that was the first time in my life I'd ever been the new kid, and. It was very weird for me. I was very so. It was a culture shock. I had only, been, I had been at that Catholic school since kindergarten. So it was just me and like, twelve other Catholic children, my entire life. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and that's, that's a huge change. No, it is a huge change, especially when it's like they're all from like pretty much the same walk of life because it's a private school. And yeah. Like, yeah. Everything, and I was just like, wow, like this is so weird. Like I went to this public school, and there was kids like cursing. Mm-hmm. They're cracking beers in the lunch. They're cracking <laughs> beers and smoking meth, and like it was just wild. No, and like, th- like, and like bad mouthing teachers. And oh I was yeah. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. you guys talk to teachers like you speak <laughs> ever, and like we were allowed and to don't get hit. For yeah, it. exactly. And we we're allowed to talk at lunch. We were allowed to like not walk in line. We were allowed to like have recess where we could like actually play and stuff. Sorry, my neck just like made a noise because um, I cracked it. It was the dairy. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was all that lactic acid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like so weird. And, uh, so I was like naturally like having a very hard time transitioning uh, to, towards public school because yeah. I've just always been a little off the beaten path in terms of my humor. Even in Catholic school, I was like just super like, I don't know, like I've always had a weird way of delivering and saying things and. I've learned to be more self-aware, but back then I was definitely not. I was very like, just, I was weird. Um, my parents didn't think that of course they well, loved yeah. me. And every time what I say, parent would? every, t- every time I say I was weird, they're like, Patrick, I don't know why you think that you were so normal. I'm like, <laughs> what is normal to like someone who was like 40 years older than me? Like <laughs> yeah. what is normal to them in a child? So like whatever. But yeah, so there's this music teacher named Jerry Tash and, um, he had ukuleles just like lined up on the the wall and i was just like whoa like that's a thing right there like that's <laughs> a, that is a whole ass thing i could play right now i can touch that yeah no, i could touch no it way. well and like that's like the thing is that like we were allowed to just play the instruments there yeah and so um we learned how to play songs on ukulele and i thought to myself you know i'm gonna be the best ukulele player in this class <laughs> i'm serious it, no that's great i was like i'm going to be better than everyone and that was like kind of like bad now looking back on it like i i'm not that competitive now but i was like i want to be better so that people like me and like they have a reason to like look <laughs> at me and stuff like that so i went home and i just like watched videos of people playing i would i would go instead of going out to recess I would go to the music room, ask Mr. Tesh if I could play the ukulele with a couple of other my friends, and we'd all just play ukulele, and I would just get better at playing ukulele until eventually I uh, asked to play a song in front of the class. Wow. And it was the song, uh, oh, God, what was the song? Well, we were learning I'm Yours by Jason Mraz, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a very heavily changed version of that because apparently that song is, like, more dirty than, like, then like it lets on apparently like that song is apparently like not super fifth grader friendly <laughs> which i didn't know that's like the most like vanilla song i can think of but apparently it like has like some like, or, or, look the lyrics, like I, don't know. I don't remember but like um yeah so i i don't remember what song it was i will never remember but um 
I performed that song in front of the class and everyone was like, well, that's cool. Nobody really cared. But like, I was like, for me, it was huge. It was yeah. like, I just broke through and like, I did my first thing. And eventually, uh, I signed up to be a part of the choir, did the choir thing. And it was like a huge step for me in like realizing that one, I can sing and I should be more confident in that Two, I can learn an instrument. Mm-hmm. And so I started taking guitar lessons and that was a lot harder because guitar is like, you know, like a ukulele is small and it's four strings. And it's like it's yeah. perfect for a 10 year old. When you're in fifth year. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then like, uh, then you have to transition to like the biggest thing you've ever <laughs> held in your arms ever. And it has razor sharp wires and yeah. you have to play it. And, um, but naturally I just started taking lessons and I slacked off for a long time. And then one day just clicked eventually when I was like 12 that like, Hey, like I can do this. And the guy that taught me everything I know on guitar, Jimmy K never let me slack off from that moment. He let, he, he taught me how to get better and better. Let me sit in with him and his band several times when I was a kid Very cool. to give me the opportunity to practice with in front of an audience and play something in front of the audience. And I will be eternally grateful to him and every other, like every other mentor, including Jerry Tesh that like was there for me in that time of my life where I just had no idea what I was doing. Cause I was a kid and like kids don't know anything at all. Um, especially with like, if you're Patrick, you just don't know anything. <laughs> and then you, like music was like the only thing I had. So, um, yeah, that's what kind of how I got into music and then started performing. This is the second leg of this story. So okay, I started performing live music in front of an audience when I was like 13 at this place in the Gulch in Nashville called two old hippies. <laughs> You know, I, I've yeah, heard yeah. of this place. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're still in, they might be still in business. I think I they still are. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It was a cool place. Yeah. But uh, I remember playing this show. In, they had an open mic where there were so few people signing up for this open mic because it was like a new thing. And it was in the middle of a store. So it was like not a whole lot of people are like, it's not like a super, and it was in the middle of the day too. So it was like not a super hot commodity kind of show. But like, yeah. um, I remember the first show I ever played was like two in the afternoon and it was a 30 minute set. We oh, wow. 30 minutes. And. I remember closing, opening with uh, Car Wash Blues by Jim Croce. Yes. Okay. And ending with You're Beautiful by James Blunt and it going very badly. Because <laughs> it was in the wrong key and I was I had a voice like a little flute. And uh, <laughs> needless to say, there was some cracking going on. There was more cracks than uh, something that cracks a lot. Ah. Um, <laughs> it was it was bad. and um, But from that point forward, I think when I was, when I was – 14 i played my first three hour show three hour show three hour was show. that with the full band no it was a uh, acoustic show at the place called this place called the alley in oh yeah yeah it's yeah it's where uh strawberry alley we we, we played yeah. there several oh, times yeah. yeah 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 um of course it's out of business now it used to be yeah. bruni's before Rest in peace. great burgers yeah oh man um oh yeah i remember Delicious that burgers. i remember that um, well and not for you anymore of course not but. anymore yeah. because one because they're out of business too i'm a vegetarian but right um, no, that was like the coolest place. And I, I remember I was given a three hour show by the owners there and, um, it was so, it was so weird. <laughs> it's just like so weird thinking that like a, a 14 year old would be doing something like that. Um, cause if I heard a 14 year old come up to me like, yo, I just played a three hour gig. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? you? Know, <laughs> now that I hear this, I remember Andrea telling us about Patrick. Yeah. Andrea. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she has a new place now in, uh. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Was oh, no a, kidding. That's yeah. wild. Well, my brother's in St. Louis, so maybe I'll go play there sometime. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, it was, so I was playing these shows and like uh, late into the night and uh, tearing down and going home at like, m- like midnight. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, midnight <laughs> when you're like a middle schooler is like unbelievable. And, yeah. 
Um, but how cool is it for the owners to be like this? It is was fun. so cool, Go and ahead. it gave me so yeah. much experience. Like I, I owe all of my endurance, like musical endurance that I've got, and like the strength I have in my voice, mm-hmm. to just like grinding out over the years playing these shows. And shortly after that is when I joined Mopai, which was yeah. this like blues band, blues unit that was together for like four or five years, and we would play these three hour shows all over the place. Yeah, and like playing over a band, like singing over a band is hard enough but three, singing over a band for three hours yeah. when yeah. you're a child and you don't have any good vocal technique yeah. are you kidding me I never lost my voice once I don't know how like it's <laughs> unbelievable it is Tenacity. physically yeah. it is physically like puzzles me like how that even happened but um, because of that now like that's why the low blow like I really push myself with these vocal lines like yeah. capsize is so much higher than I wanted it to be um, vocally I wanted it to be an A it's in G Wow. Um, because my band was like, no, it sounds better in, no, no, I want it to be in, I didn't want it to be in G. I want it to be lower than G. I want it to be an F. That's musical theory for you, y'all. Um, <laughs> I want it to be an F. And then my band was like, no, uh, we're putting it in G because it sounds better higher. And I'm like, okay, but like, here's the thing that like, you need to like, here's like the interesting thing about that is like, uh, <laughs> like a voice is like, not like a, like a fucking guitar where you can just like, <laughs> like just like tune up and just like do it. Yeah. Like I was like, I will die. Um, and it, it'll be your fault <laughs> and I'll just die on the stage and everyone will be like, well, there, there lies Patrick. That's <laughs> like, I literally said that and they're just like, no, like just do it. So I was like, okay, all right, we're going to just warm up and just hope for, for the it. best. And I do capsize and undertow, which undertow is a whole step higher than, capsize wow and it hits higher notes um like the thought i'd fall so low i have to do that in full voice or mix mix voice uh live and it's it's terrifying every time i'm like oh i'm gonna like break everything but like because i've had that endurance like training over the years and like i've had like good instruction from like different vocal coaches I i had two vocal coaches both named randy one was randy michaels and she was a uh she was, she taught me when I was like, oh, maybe like 13 or 14. I'm so sorry, Randy, if you're watching now because, or listening now, because like I was the worst student ever. <laughs> like I was so bad. I was so distracted all the time. I didn't, didn't do any of my homework. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I, I feel so sorry for her. I, I'm I, like, I legitimately like apologize so deeply for being such a bad student. But then she's uh, listening. I hope she is. And she's just like, I hate you, Patrick. (laughs) She has like a dartboard and she's throwing darts at my face. Um, But then there was another Randy, Randy, uh, Randy Kraft who taught me, uh, not the serial killer, by the way, there's a serial killer named Randy Kraft, different guy. I promise. Mm, So you think. No, no, no. I know. Cause this Randy Kraft is awesome. And he spells his name with a C, not a K. Ah, Um, uh, And he does. K for killer. Yeah. K K for killer. C for singer. (laughs) Singer. (laughs) No, he does a lot of stuff with uh, the, uh, he does a lot of stuff with the uh, circle players in, uh, in uh in nashville which is like a theater company and he does a lot of does a lot of theater stuff and he's um, like a amazing musical director has one of the best vocal ranges of any person i've ever met and he taught me like he really like nailed technique and like um like contemporary style into my head yeah um because like i used to like i'll i'll have to show you all some point these videos of like when i used to sing back when i was like 16 17 it was like horrible like i don't mean like it was bad like it sounded good 
but it was like I was destroying my voice. Like it sounds so much different than the way I sing now. Like now I'd say I have a pretty like open, like kind of brighter sounding voice. And like, it's a lot more, you know, I don't know. It's just open and higher. Yeah. And I was literally forcing like a super like gruff, like distorted, dirty, like, like, and it was bad. (laughs) Like it was so bad. And I was hurting myself too. And that's the, that's the thing. And Randy was just like, no, like, here's the thing. You are, you are built for this kind of singing mm-hmm. and you're trying to be this and you don't need to be doing that. You should be trying for this. And that's kind of what opened me up to like R and B and like soul and like pop music. Yeah. Cause before I was just like, Oh no, blues is everything. Blues is life. Nothing else. Country and blues and soul music is all I need. And then he was like, no, like listen to like some Stevie, listen to some Ray Charles and some like, you know, Brian McKnight and stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, all right. And then now I'm here. So that's kind of, yeah, sorry, that's the long-winded way of saying um, elementary school music teacher uh, playing gigs. That's what happened. Isn't it great to know that you had these great mentors in your life, though? Yes. Absolutely. Because a lot of people can't say that they had that, you know. And the wonderful thing is, is none of them ever tried to, like, take advantage of me in any way. Like, they have always, I'm so lucky to have mentors that have done nothing but, like, look out for my best interest. Yeah. Because, like, you hear all these horror stories of, like, these mentors that are, like, just, like, being super selfish and they want it to be about them. And yeah. They'll, they'll, you know, give these kids a chance and then they'll make it about them and yeah. they're super narcissistic. Living vicariously through them. Exactly. Yeah. Never with any of these people. That's they awesome. Have, they have n- never done anything but look out for my best interest and, like, given me opportunities that have helped me better myself. And that's something that, like, I, is so valuable to me that I've never, like... I don't know. I've been scared many times in the last few years about the music business, just hearing these terrible stories of like people that like, like just like ruin people's lives because they're just horrible people and they just only care about themselves. And like, especially on like a corporate level. And it just like, for me, it gives me hope knowing people like them, you know? And, um, I think I'm getting a phone call. I'm not going to answer it. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, sorry it's, phone call. Sorry person. phone call. I think it's my girlfriend. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, babe. I hope it's not an emergency. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 changed my life for the better, and I could I could honestly not thank all of those people enough. I I will like send this as a private message to all of them once it gets posted, and just be like, yo, like you're at this timestamp. Like <laughs> listen to that one part. Listen. Put put it put it on your resume or whatever, and then like you can <laughs> yeah. just take this clip of this. Take podcast. this clip no and say, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. People will listen to this. Pro- I promise. That's scary to think about. People, yeah. well, because I I know that at least this will happen. My parents will listen to this. Wonderful. And my mom is so supportive that she'll be like, I want to listen to the podcast again. And she'll <laughs> listen to the same podcast again to hear the answers and whatever. That's Our mom's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mom, mom, is, mom is the, hey. is she's like a mom, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're good for at least 20 plays. <laughs> yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Minimum. Um, so I, I, I kind of want to talk about your writing process a little sure. bit. Um, Ooh, this is fun. Uh, so you said you were the primary, um, yeah, for the, for the, well, the for the vocals, especially yeah, sure. for the, yeah. for the lyrics, the, the lyrics a lot, um, and the melody a lot, um, and the chord progressions. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm the primary songwriter and kind of the way that it all happened is rock and a hard place existed. 2.15 AM existed. Yeah, yeah so the, but before the low blow. Yeah, before the right. low blow. These these songs were like songs that like I'd written just like one off. You know, I'm not gonna really release it doing anything. I'm just gonna kind of have them, 
in my back pocket, which I have a lot of songs that like I've never used and probably will never use. But like these two songs came forward cause they just fit. Um, and anyway, so like, yeah, these songs existed. And, uh, like I said, we re- rewrote two fifteen AM. Um, but capsize undertow and somewhere off in the distance are like, I'd like to talk about those a lot because those are like yeah, go ahead. new for me. Um, so I've always kind of written songs to fit a, a visual, to fit a visual like landscape. Um, and that's kind of like something that I think is like different about my style compared to like some other people I might know, which there's probably people that do write like I do. Um, but like what I do usually when I write a song is I try to visualize like a, a, a like a vista of like a certain kind of landscape that I'm like within um, 2.15 a.m. I like visualize like a, a front seat of a car with like traffic lights glaring through like the r- rainy windshield kind of thing okay and like the ac's on like that's literally that's that's exactly where it is it's in the front seat of a car and it's said in the song too of like we're driving in the rain and things oh like yeah that. yeah um or in like capsize is like at, at, on a stormy sea obviously yeah um mm-hmm. and rock and a hard place is like literally like like you're like like stuck on like a huge rock or something like that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> or you're drowning, or you're being you know stuff like that. Um, so like w- what kind of happened is like along with the aesthetic discovery of like this like uh, nautical theme, kind of ha- came undertow and capsize right out of the gate. Like immediately, um, capsize was like a one day right, and then undertow was like a two week right. Because wow. um, capsize just flew right out of me. Like it was just like. I know exactly what I want to say right now and I'm going to write it down and make it happen. And then I like wrote that in like a day, maybe in a couple hours, probably it's more accurate. And then undertow was like a pulling taffy um, or pulling teeth is probably the more accurate term. Cause it was, it was, it was very slow and not incredibly rewarding immediately, but it was like, I knew that I wanted to kind of follow up this capsize thing with like something that was within this world Cause I had more to say in a different way. Cause capsize is like, um, it's like being afraid of yourself. It's like being afraid of like acknowledging yourself and like who you are. And like, it's a, to me, it's about like being afraid of, um, it's a, being afraid of hurting yourself, being afraid of, um, not being what it is that you, that you're, you truly deserve to be undertow is more like, I'm afraid of disappointing everyone else. Okay. Um, and I didn't say it in capsize enough. And undertow is like an answer to that. The problem with that is it's a lot harder to confront how much you might disappoint other people. Um, so that song took a lot longer just to find the right things to say. And yeah. I'm the kind of person where I don't like writing a song that's bad and then rewriting it. I would rather just write the right song the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad thing. I really <laughs> wish I just got off, off of that. And so undertow was a great lesson in writing a really bad song first writing a better song the second time and writing a, like a good song uh, at the end. And the first draft of undertow sounded like the climb by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was, um, I'm trying to remember what the chorus was. It was like, uh, take my hand and pull me under. I uh-huh. can hear a voice in the morning. Undertow. <laughs> Seriously. That is what it was. And, I was like, everyone, I thought it was, I was like, this is so sick. And then they're like, hey, like, are you Hannah Montana? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you just wrote a Hannah Montana song? And uh, I was like, oh, my God, it's not Hannah Montana. This, 
I'm like, no, it's definitely like this is like the Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana movie right here. <laughs> so finally, I'm just like, yo, you know, whatever. I'm going to rewrite this and make it better. And uh, that's where the chorus for Undertow came from was just like people being like, yo, this ain't it. This ain't it, chief. It could be so much better. And um, yeah, so the writing process is very much like um, write, revise is, yeah. is kind of how it works. Yeah. Is like You kind of get a cookie cutter of what you want yeah. it to be. And it's very visual, very yeah. visual. Like I'm very cemented in like the world that that because I don't want to write a song that's just going to be like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't write songs to just be like, oh, like this is a fun song to listen to. Like I, that's a good thing. Like I want a song to be fun to listen to, but I don't write a song for the sake of it being fun to listen to. Yeah. I would rather write a song for someone to be able to like be transported somewhere. Yeah. That's like my biggest thing is like, um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of artists that with their music and their performance, they're able to make an audience feel like kind of like a religious experience. Sure. Um, St. Paul and the broken bones is an example of that. They have these songs that are so like, like they're obviously like an amazing like soul R and B kind of band, but if you listen to some of their songs, there's like the song called Sea of Noise on their album Sea of Noise. It's the opening track, and it's like, it feels like you're floating through like the stars, mm-hmm. and like you're just like oh my god, like and like <laughs> it's just like this simple song. It's just like, um, yeah, it's it's like the most simple song, but it's so beautiful and. Uh, Tank and the Bangas is another example. They had a live, they had a, the tiny desk and they were playing like with like rulers on like a, like a, like one of those like things. And like oh, they're yeah. playing with like uh. staplers and bells and stuff. And they were just doing like <laughs> that kind of stuff. But like you listen to it and you're just like, I'm like somewhere else right now. I'm like, I'm not in this little office. I'm like, I'm like on a roller coaster, like, you know, yeah. things like that. And, um, I just always had like a huge respect for bands that were able to just be like, or artists that were just able to be able to like, like you are not in your living room listening right now. You are like somewhere else. Yeah. And that's something that like is the first thing I think of whenever I'm writing something like production can fix it later and like make it sound like that. But like if the song doesn't take you there by itself, it doesn't to me, that's not like a good low blow song. Um, it has to be, there has to be visual storytelling in the words and music alone is kind of the whole. That's cool. So uh, yeah. this might be a weird question to ask, but mm-hmm. how, how, how do you, how do you get there? Like, well, cause, yeah. cause you're saying you're putting yourself into this, into this world. Yeah. Is it like, do you think of a, of a line and you're like, Oh man, this makes me think of this. Yeah. It's like mantra based kind of. Okay. Um, cause like what'll happen is I'll just be, I, I do a lot of, like idle meditation not like where i'm like like i'll sit down and like oh like and all that stuff but like when i'm driving or like i'm sitting by myself i'll just sit there and i'll just like do this thing where i'll like just follow thoughts to the end of the to the end of the road wherever they are and it'll often be about music and so i'll just follow this musical thought to the end of it and eventually nine times out of ten i'll reach this like this line or this word or this sentence that just like fits this like feeling i have Mm -hmm. and for for capsize the ep a lot of it, those songs were written based around like words, like just words, like capsize as a word came to me, like just while thinking about it, undertow as a word came to me as well. Like, just like that just makes like, I feel like that word, like in cap, it's like a mantra. Like, like I feel it. And, uh, I would get into that space, not really just by like being like undertow, 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 (laughs) like, like, like word association, like, um, you know, undertow makes me think of, uh, 
uh, Bioshock Infinite because there's that one there's the one power called Undertow. Yeah. And that makes me think of like a stormy sea because there's that stormy sea and that makes me think of like a huge tentacle monster pulling me into the water. Yeah. That makes me think of drowning. That makes me feel of you know. Um, disappointing my loved ones and that yeah. makes me think of this one time that you know like and then and then you're there it's there yeah it's it's not anything super cosmic or like you know hippy dippy it's no. very just like hey like where where does this thought process take me and it's not like I, like i i don't like to be like super um like pretentious in the way that like i say like oh like i get in this like weird head i don't no, do that sure, it's not. very like very upfront, very organic. Um, I've never been like I've never written a song and been like in this weird headspace about it. Like nine times out of ten, I write a song because I'm ready to write it. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't like forcing writing songs. No. It goes very poorly for me. It's, <laughs> no. I can't tell. Like it's like that one phrase. It's like how do you write like a good song? You write like a hundred really bad songs. Oh and yeah. Like, I can show you my notes right now, and just you can see the notes of just like really bad lyrics of like me being like super sad and trying to write something right then and there because I'm sad, and then it's like whoa, that's like <laughs> you come back a day down. later and you're like I'm oh like, man, I'm like okay maybe I shouldn't have written that line. That's very <laughs> who is terrifying. that guy? Yeah, who wrote yeah. that? Yeah, it's just not it's not worth it. There's no you're not gonna get anything out of writing something like that other than maybe an example of what not to do sure. <laughs> which is you know useful at times but yeah that's that's basically how i get there just through following following thoughts to the end of the tunnel yeah until it leads to something else inspires them which is something you learn from improv too is like yeah that's cool how that goes hand in hand it does yeah. and improv has helped my songwriting so much too um especially musical improv because i do a lot of stuff where i have to like write songs as the piano's playing as based off a of suggestion. So like, um, I'll get a suggestion of like, um, like we'll do, we do this thing called NPR where we do an NPR radio broadcast. Okay. Um, and then I'm always the musical guest. <laughs> and so they'll be like, so for example, like, let's say like last week we did a show where, uh, that we were talking about zombies and I had to do a song called, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was something about like, I don't know. It was something like like craving someone's flesh or something like that, and it was like romantic too. But like, <laughs> so like I had to come up with like these words and like things like that, and um, a lot of it is just like word association. Like, where can I take this that's within this realm, but like it relates to it, yeah. You know, and but it's also like, you know, changing and warping, so it's interesting. Yeah. Kind of like forming a word bank in the back of your head. It is. It is like a word cloud. It's like the word clouds that yeah. you get in a in a like that you do in like fifth grade honestly i bet if you were to do a word cloud of all the lyrics from like the low blow songs you'd probably get a lot of like babies and like crazies and (laughs) uh you know and drowning and all that stuff and you know um but that's just because like i think that that ep comes from all the same headspace yeah um which is why it's so cohesive even though i wrote rock Rock and hard place three years ago i was in a similar place than i am now like i was in this place where i did not know what i was doing i was super anxious and like rock and hard place is like a very fun upbeat song it is but the lyrics it's like an existential crisis on steroids like it's like um like is there something i should know because this feeling's got to go like you know I refuse to be controlled by my anxieties. Like that's like scary stuff to write oh, about yeah. when you're like 17 or whatever. But like, that's what like, that's how you That's feeling. where I was. And yeah, that's where yeah. my music is right now too. Cause I just, I've, I, I wrote about 
the, all that stuff after I'd already like gotten past it yeah. uh, for the EP. It's kind of how it all turned out. It's like I would go through something and then I would process it, figure it out, and then write about it. It's never a good idea to write about your feelings when you're in your feelings. Well, like, it then goes back it, to what you're saying before. Who yeah, was that guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who is that guy? Because like, you, you can understand your feelings from like an insider's perspective, but it takes that outsider's perspective to really accurately describe yeah, what it yeah. is I was going through. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, you, and you become the outsider at yeah. that point. Exactly, yeah. If it's, well, you've it, realized the conclusion at that point, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The conclusion is the most important part to like anything I write is like, um, yeah, that's actually like that brings up a good point. Is like all the low low songs, though they are very sad in nature in the writing. The it has sort of this mon like not this mantra, but this like this message of like like success or like you know like um, like hope under underneath it all. You mm-hmm. know, like um, I don't know, like it it's dark. Like undertow is like I never thought I'd fall so low to this undertow. And like capsize is like is just like I'm falling, I'm falling down, and like all this stuff. So I guess maybe there's not a whole lot of hope, but I think the musical sonical or sonic sonical that's not a word. The I like son- it though. The, the sonical uh, particles. <laughs> Gotta get the, these rings, bro. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bionical sonical. Um, that's the worst thing that I've ever said. Uh, Good band like, name though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, hey, maybe. Um, Deathcore. Oh, yeah. bionical sonical. <laughs> ooh. Um, but the, <laughs> did the, you say yeet? But yeah, <laughs> the sonical atmosphere, the yeah. sonical atmosphere, the sonic atmosphere that we're trying to achieve yeah. is very hopeful. I it's think. very, yeah. it's kind of counterpoint to the lyrics. Yeah, almost. yeah, that's exactly what we wanted to, and it's almost like almost child, not childish, like almost um, youthful in some of the melody lines yeah. and and uh, and some of the music and mixing choices to like the keys on capsize it's almost like a music box kind of thing at the beginning yeah and i kind of mm-hmm. wanted that like just like it's like it's kind of corny and starry-eyed but like it has a sense of like innocence that's as well. what yeah. it's about it's yeah. like it's like it's about your feelings being darker than what you're ready for and that yeah. innocence plays really well against mm-hmm. the like the darkness of the lyrics and that's kind of what we all really wanted that while create like our creative identity in this EP, I should make very clear is not exclusively mine. Like it is very much Matthew Connor, Cody and Taylor's yeah. identity as well. Like they have, they have so much invested in this. And that's something that I'm very grateful for is that like, it's not like I have, f- you know, four guys helping me write this EP, my EP. Yeah. All right. I have four guys playing my music. It's four guys playing their music yeah. with me. Cause like, though I might've written a lot of the lyrics, like these guys are so passionate about this stuff and they write and they change things. Matthew wrote two fifteen AM with me. Yeah. Um, you know, Taylor Taylor and Connor and and Cody wrote well no, all of them wrote uh Somewhere Off in the Distance with me. That was originally Connor and Cody's song, um, that they had written to be an impression of my writing, actually. They did it to kind of make fun of my writing. But then it <laughs> stuck. It stuck because that <laughs> melody and that chord progression in Somewhere Off in the Distance is like textbook Patrick Long writing. <laughs> and then I was like, but that's like kind of sick, though. And we kept it. That's awesome. And the lyrics were like Taylor and, and, and Cody and me like kind of wrote the lyrics for that song. So it was a lot of like them like like i understand what you're going through so i'm gonna like say like what if you put this lyric in there because that's kind of how, how i, I felt feel for, yeah yeah and so that's kind of how that all came to fruition different perspectives yeah yes 
but the same goal in mind. Yeah, absolutely the same goal in mind. Um, we have a lot. There's a lot of passion behind all the stuff we put out there. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like really glad and excited to work on this next project that's coming up. Because and and that's like on the heels, right there on is, the heels of. We have a lot done for this next project. Really? Already, um, writing wise, for sure. That's awesome. Um, it is going to be bigger than Capsize, which Capsize is big for an EP, I think. In terms for a of first EP, especially. For, yeah. yeah, for production wise, like it's, I think it's pretty big, pretty ambitious. Um, what we did, because um, I think a lot of people, which, like, I think it's normal, and I think it's re- like, I usually enjoy EPs when it's simply just a collection of songs that flow together, kind of. Yeah. Like it's like like it's stuff that like 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 it's good and it's cohesive, and I like that. But I think what we did is it, I'm particularly proud of us and like, I'm not super proud of a lot of things I do, but I'm very proud of this EP because I feel like we kind of made like an album out of an EP. Like, yeah. um, like I think we went big with it and that's something that like, I'm really like, like, I don't know. I've always wanted to do that and I never have in my entire life. And this is like the first time I felt like super like fulfilled in something i've done yeah so that's like yeah. which is hard to do when you're a musician it sounds like <laughs> yeah. i'm like it sounds like i'm super about my band but like i really like i'm so proud of like because it's not like i did this like, no it's it, they it was, did it. it was a team and they like it's it's more theirs i'd say than it is mine because the, i i really just kind of wrote the beginnings of everything and had my mind in it for the rest of it but mm-hmm. they're the ones who took it and warped it into what you hear on the ep and for that, it's like their EP, you know, yeah. like it's, and that's why I'm so like impressed with it. Cause it's just like, I sang on it. I play guitar on it and I wrote some of it, most of it, most of the lyrics and stuff. But like, it's not just, it's like, it's so cool. Like not just being my EP. Like yeah. it feels so good having other people involved. It's the low blows EP. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like we're in a band. <laughs> it's like a band or something. something. Like that. Yeah. It's like a band. It's like five dudes playing together. <laughs> Uh, not like that, but. <laughs> right? Different, different kind of play. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the next project. Right. Uh, oh, I can't wait now. <laughs> Slumber party. <laughs> do you do you experience that though? Because I know I do. Whenever I listen to myself singing, I'm like, oh my god, I can't. I just can't listen. I can't listen I to myself. I do like my singing. You do. And I'm not like a huge fan of. I'm not like, oh my god, like I'm amazing. Like I'm not like, <laughs> oh my god, my voice is so good. <laughs> I'm more so like, no, like I I like the way I sing. Um. But that's mainly just because I'm really familiar with how I sing. Sure. And I sing the way I sing because I've I've tweaked and changed my the way I sing to be like singers I like to listen to. You know what I mean? There you go. And that's why like that's why I like listening to my own like I listen to my own music and some people will be like, No, that's like super like arrogant Kanye West thing to do. <laughs> I'm like, no, like it's just like if you made a sandwich that had all your favorite ingredients on it, would you not want to eat yeah. it? Yeah. And that's what it is for me is like, I, I, we worked so hard and we made this EP that it's like everything we like, we like super intimate. We like super grandiose. We like super emotional. We like super whatever this and that. And I like delicate, but also powerful vocals. And I've worked so hard to make that. And like the fact that we've gotten to release that, like, of course I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Of, yeah, of course I'm sure. going to like listen to it. And I understand other people that don't like listening to their own vocals. I personally don't like listening to my vocals um, before they've been, mixed or changed or anything like that because like my vocals are are good (laughs) pre-tuning like they're good but like with the style of music we're doing there's so much going on that if you leave the vocals like kind of out of tune 
because like it's high stuff like it's yeah. super high mm. difficult stuff if you were to like put the original undertow vocal on it you would just be like oh wow this is a real letdown <laughs> like and it's not like we're like changing my melody lines it's like i'm like five cents flat and we'll yeah. just like pitch it up till it's like only like two cents flat yeah or like you know or it's like you know 10 cents sharp will bring it down to like four or five cents sharp you know it makes a difference though. it does make a difference it's yeah. more cohesive and it's like I, I think there's a bad rep in the music industry and in the consumer world where it's like oh my god they tuned their vocals yeah but it's not auto so fake. <laughs> no it's not like we're like going like uh-huh, you know like it's not, we're not t-pain like we're just we're just like like it's a very common thing it's very uh, common listen practice. to any top 40 song it's gonna literally be any, like yeah yes exactly and it's like and it's not like we're t- tuning it perfectly we're we're just making it so that these notes are like so I don't basically so I don't have to go back and redo my vocals, you know, months and months after they've already been recorded again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. You know, um vocal takes can only go so far till the singer starts to like not get better takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> For sure. I've spent like countless three hour nights trying to get these because like right when we were recording the vocals for this EP was around the time where I was getting sick a lot because it was winter when we were recording. Uh, yeah. So I was getting sick a lot and having a lot of these like problems. And uh, 2.15 was recorded while I was sick. Um, oh, really? The, the take that you hear on the album, I was sick. Um, and the only reason any of those notes are there at all. Um, and actually, that one is not tuned. 2.15 a.m. is not tuned at all. Um, and But I had peppermint, hot peppermint tea. Ah. And that was my secret. Is I just loosened everything up you know made everything relax and that's how i got that takeout but yeah hindsight probably could have just re-recorded those vocals but you know well, that, 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 that song's also pretty raw too uh, yeah so and I think it kind of worked the, you know it kind of worked at that point in time yeah. um but yeah no for for sure i think that i don't think vocal tuning is a, a, it's, a it, bad thing to yeah, do yeah it's not it's <laughs> i would there's some bands the there's some bands where i'm like i wish you tuned your vocals because yeah. like yeah. like well because like they're, they're they have good singers like i i remember listening to like um the 1975 they had like an early like they had a band before the 1975 called like drive drive like i do or something like that okay and if you listen to some of their demos um like maddie healy is an amazing singer but like there's just parts where you're just like wow like the tuning that's on the the album version in the 1975 stuff is so much better than like these like super whiny pitchy vocals that you have on this other one. And it's like, not because it's pitched right. It's just because it's more cohesive. It like, it fits, you yeah. know, like, um, and it's just, I don't know. I don't think it's as bad of a thing as people get. No, I think it's cause people think it's faking it or it's like, um, it's, <laughs> no, I sang these parts. <laughs> I say, I trust <laughs> me, me. I sang these parts. I hit those notes. They're just a little flat in the yeah. take. Like, yeah, that's that's um, that's my opinion on that. Oh yeah, well no one, I mean no one's gonna be exactly on the note. It's it's yeah. it's almost if impossible you do, you to got do. Lucky. Yeah, I mean, and if like someone doubts that I can sing these parts, just come to a show and yeah. I'll prove that I can sing them. Might not be as laser pitch, you know, as they are in the album, but like at least they'll sound like them. I mean, people come to our shows every time we do shows, so. At least we're doing something right. Who live? wants to hear a perfect live show though? Yeah. Not me. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I don't think we're perfect live, and I think that's the best part. Is it's like it's a lot more. Uh, it's real. It's, it's a real. lot more real. There's, it's a lot there's of, no more tracks. Too. It's all everyone playing their instruments and singing. Exactly. And that's what's it's great about it. A lot louder it. and intense too. Oh yeah. Well, that's the great thing about live is you can you can crank it up. Oh yeah. yeah it's the the best thing is 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 um having to sing over it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the best Screech. part. Just uh. Mm. No, we've 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 been there for the three and four hour long shows. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, 
I'm so glad I don't do those anymore. Same. Because like, <laughs> it is rough. It is very rough, and also it kind of it puts you in a place where like, you're kind of treated differently as an artist. Like, um, well, you're not treated as an artist when you're, you're treated as a dance monkey dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a, you're you're a performer, but you're not there to gain or garner the audience's favor or attention. You are there to serve as atmosphere. Yeah. Even yes. if you are like the featured band of the night at yep. this live music venue. You are there to be atmosphere, yep. and it's mm -hmm. very. Some people love that, and that's what the, like that's for them, and they get money for it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. like, you get paid for these kinds of things, pretty well. I mean, not, I, you know, we not don't bad. get paid a whole lot for the kind of stuff we do because we do a lot of you know like house shows or we'll do like yeah. DIY venues where it's like touring bands from out of town. It's like mm -hmm. I don't want to get paid for that kind of stuff because it's me playing for thirty five minutes. Yeah, you know, for a band that's spending all of their money trying to get you know across America, like yeah. I'm not going to ask for money for something like that. Are you kidding me? Like we can sell merch, but like, that's it. Like, yeah, you're just stoked to be there to play. But the difference is like, people are there because they want to hear you play. Yeah. The, and that yeah. makes such a difference. Like I, I can't tell you how many shows I've played where it's just like, Hey man, can you play this song? And it's like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that what you could have just gotten a jukebox. If this is what you were <laughs> expecting, you know, like, we're not a DJ. We're, we're a not a band. DJ. We're not, yeah. we're a band. Like we rehearse these songs. We figure everything out. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I will never miss that part of my life because like it is, it is far too much labor for not enough gratification oh, I think, yeah. artistically. You know what I mean? And I think it's an important part in an artist's I think evolution. everyone should go through it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's important. But you you got to pay your dues a little bit. Point being, it's part of the evolution. You get past yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and we paid our, I'd paid my dues for four or five years. Yeah. yeah. And, we did too. And, yeah. You know, I, I think that's enough for me to be able to appreciate to appreciate what I've got now, which is like, I'm not, we're not rolling in it. Like we were like, I, I was rolling in it when I was doing these like big, like three, four hour shows every week. And like doing these shows, like at different bars across Kentucky and Tennessee. Like I, w we were able to like get some money and pay for things and like, you know, like grow our band that way. But like, do we really have anything to show for it? You know, like well, extra cash, yeah, extra cash. <laughs> well, yeah, cash. Yeah. Sure. And like That's merchandise about, and know. stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I'd rather feel like a like a artist than a company. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? And, for you know, sure. That's something that like the low blow has like really allowed me to do is like we're we're a group of people that like we're not all focused on getting rich and we're not all focused on getting money. And it's not to say that the people I played with in the past have wanted that because they haven't, but like it's just a different atmosphere. It's very like I want to be able to create something that like I've never heard before. Yeah, and, like make something absolutely. that's not any like any other band I've ever heard. And that's what people want to listen to. Sure. Well, yeah. Nobody wants to hear a carbon copy or no. a recreation. I mean, some people do, but like, I don't know. Especially America's youth, like we're changing, like the the culture is changing towards like people are really starting to appreciate individuality. Yeah. And really mm -hmm. appreciating like, you know, these new these new fronts in in art and music and things like that. And people like those things are becoming hot. Like. That's why people don't like things like pop country. That's yeah. why people don't like things like top 20. Like, cause they're like, they're like, sure. There's some of them are bops, but like, it's like, there's no individuality in it. There's no, yeah. you know, uniqueness in it. And a lot of America's youth is like starting to realize like, holy crap. Like it just feels like it feels fabricated. Yeah. And I think that when you give artists permission, like a lot of independent labels are doing right now to just create something mm -hmm. completely weird and bonkers and off the wall, like that gives people permission and the culture permission to just change and grow and like completely turn into something like that. It's never been before. And that's like with the low blow, we're trying to like take like pop music 
we're trying to take soul music and emo music and like alternative stuff and just be like yo like there's no problem with any of these things coexisting like no, not at all and they're no. never they never should have been like and that's cool like when you go to like one of our shows it'll be like half and half it'll be like punks and emos and alternative kids and 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 you know people wearing like you know eyeliner in docks and and things like that and black nail polish and then the other half of it would be like like people that love rap and like r&b yeah and like electronic music and and all that kind of stuff and it and it all like melds together like our ep release show we had people there to see low-key and they were all like huge rap fans and like huge like r&b and soul fans that's amazing and we had like the the hardcore punks and things like that and people moshing yeah <laughs> and then we had like people like from like just like everyday walks of life we had the sorority people we had fraternity people we had like just college students other music majors people that did pop music it was like so beautiful to be able to say that like we could play a show ideally with an emo band and then like an r&b act yeah and like it wouldn't be weird because we Not would be all. that bridge yeah you know what i mean and sorry that's like a that's kind of what i was trying to say is like i think it's so cool that like we're able to like ride that new front in 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 tennessee i think right now is we're trying to bring like really emotional like dark music to like an r&b and soul artist like audience you know with a more pop and accessible sound you know or even vice versa yeah <laughs> I mean, exactly you know, like you, a more poppy accessible sound like yeah we, we played a math rock show a couple weeks ago wow with like <laughs> math rock acts no like and that stuff is like like galaxy brain shit yeah like, yeah just people like just doing like these crazy five four tap parts i'm like what are we even doing here <laughs> but like someone came up to some like you guys are the perfect balance of like you are trying something you're doing something unique that nobody's done before yeah but you're also accessible and yeah that's like so cool to me like I was like, wow, you really just like laid it out for me like exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, exactly. This is what <laughs> yeah. I wanted you to say. Thank exactly. you. <laughs> yeah, because like, I don't know, when, you, when you're when you in a room with people that are playing in like seven, seven, you know, three, and like you're like playing. <laughs> I like see a, chords I've never even heard yeah, of. Yeah, you yeah, can't dance to this. They're playing stuff that's like, well, and then like, and then we go up and we're like, baby, you know, and it's like. It feels so just like you're like, wow, like I'm so sorry to everyone that's here to see <laughs> this crazy stuff. But people liked it. People dig it. It's yeah. so cool. Like I think that I think that um, we're doing something right and I feel really good about it. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to be happy doing what you're doing. I'm very, doing very wrong. happy. And it, it goes to show that like it's very obvious that I'm happy because I would never do this much work for any other project I've done. In the yeah. Past. Like. I I'm a I'm a notorious uh, procrastinator and and uh, lazy like you know person that just doesn't do things that he doesn't want to really do and um, I you know that's why high school was so hard for me <laughs> but like doing stuff like this is like it's like this is like, what I was born to do like yeah. yep. um, to just scrape by and make like this crazy project become a reality yeah um, and I I'm so happy I get to do that like. I, like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Cool stuff. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. It's like I'm getting married. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's writing his vows right now. Yes, the ring, so I am. That's what I'm doing over here on this side. But... So what else I want to talk about is okay. uh, our, I, I think this was just like our actual like first meeting is the Stray Session, right? Yes. Because we yeah. never really uh, hung out or spoken before. And uh, we we got some video footage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, not, not wait. I have it. I could show it to you. But uh, 
Okay. When, whenever we did that first take. Yes. From the <laughs> from the stray session. Okay. Yes. Oh boy. I want to know. Rough. Is this an intervention? It is. No, no, no. Okay. Good. <laughs> this okay, is an great. intervention for all of us. And uh, we can show a clip right now. There was man, a man. That clip was amazing. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. So the the first take, it was uh, it was rough. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, what was so rough about it? Uh, I, I didn't actually see the clip. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, the, the, the point of the stray sessions, right. Is we, uh, we kind of throw a bunch of musicians and people right. together that haven't played together before mm-hmm. and see what happens. Right. No previous practices. We just kind of go in, uh, full hall right, and just kind of right. see, yeah. see how it goes. Make it up as we go. I yeah. was, uh, absolutely like terrified this first take <laughs> i know that because i was like i don't know what's going on what what were you expecting when you no i i, mean, did, I don't know did, did I you thought, have any like i thought yeah. there'd be at least like a small rundown of kind of like what we were doing well we did kind of have a small rundown but somewhat like, yeah. i i don't know i did i just was really not confident in my abilities that night because <laughs> i was one a little sick that night oh. and two i just barely knew the song well enough like i had been <laughs> listening to it like and i knew it but like I'm really slow at learning new songs. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because I have like countless years of three-hour show um, yeah. playlists yeah. stuck it's in my head. Up. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I just need a. I just want. I want to like clear the slate and just like have an empty head and just learn. Like no, my low blow songs and that's it. <laughs> yeah. What's important right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, but I, I I thought it was so beautiful because, like we said, and you can watch this on YouTube. We 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 covered. Right. Uh, Nothing from Nothing by Billy Preston. Great song. And oh, amazing song. But but none of us had ever played together before. No previous practices. We just went in there right. and kind of went for it. Right. And, uh, it, a lot uh, of musicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us. Um. So it, it took us what I think like maybe six or seven takes. And yeah. Then, and the last yeah. one we it got. It wasn't a crazy long night though. It was, no, it wasn't. No. And we ended up getting a really cool take. Yeah, but yeah. I thought it was so awesome how it started from. I mean, it was just falling apart yeah. <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, we were getting Pretty nothing much. from nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> but the the clip that that we're gonna show uh, is uh, is the camera's on you, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can you, you can see in your face just the what the have I gotten? Fare, what have I gotten myself sheer, into? Sheer fear. <laughs> yes. I said sheer fear. Uh, no, we'll have to show it to you though. I, uh, I I do want to see this because I. Guarantee I'll probably laugh when I see how scared I was. I laugh when I see it every time. I'm like, nothing from nothing. <laughs> Is that what it's like? Is that more? Probably. I don't even too. think it was that. It was just the beginning of us trying we, to play the intro yeah. and failing miserably. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you were like, yeah, I remember that part. <laughs> I was like, dun, 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 and I was like, oh man, this is going to be a long night. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, um, I think I think I remember when you started singing and you started playing your solo. I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was like I was like I was more so worried that like it just wasn't gonna gel, um and like the second take it was like pretty it gelled pretty it was well. a little more solid yeah. yeah a little more solid but it's got the kinks out yeah well that's kind of the scary thing about it is yeah. because we don't we don't know if it's gonna gel or not <laughs> yeah well I was like when I was like showing up and I was like um. It, I was uh, very scared because I was like, I wonder if they all know the song really well and they already have it rehearsed. <laughs> I'm just walking here to do a vocal take. And I felt a little bit better, but also simultaneously worse when it didn't go well. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, oh, shit, we're going to be here a long time, but at least I'm not the only one that's yeah, like definitely go. not you know, yeah. on it. But I, it ended up turning out so fun. And like, um, I, was having the, I was having the time of my life with y'all. Like, it was... Uh, it was a lot of fun. I I missed playing that style of music. 
Because that's yeah. kind of what you did with uh, Mo that's, Mo Pie. That's right? exactly what I did with Mo Pie. Yeah. Like I do, we do Stevie Wonder. We would do, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of Stevie Wonder. A lot of uh, well, we never did Billy Preston. We ended almost doing uh, Billy Preston, but it was a lot of yeah, seventies R and B kind of stuff and and blues and funk and stuff and getting to do that kind of stuff again in that sort of environment was like was like wow this is like both like a reckoning back to a weird time in my life but also a reminder of my roots <laughs> but, but it's cool you know? because because you got to come into it um as who you are now because because yeah. you said you've kind of had yeah. this awakening vocally sure. so being well, yeah. able to come in and do it this way yeah is totally i finally different. like learned how to not like uh, destroy my voice which towards the end of mopai i was like in a place where it was like pretty acceptable how i was singing i would just over sing that was a thing I had for a long time is I would, um, the thing about blues music is it gives you a lot of permission to just like do whatever the hell you want vocally. Oh yeah. And that's like a really bad thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a good I, and a bad it's thing. It's a bad, th it's a good thing because like you can experiment, but also like it's a bad thing because it's like, um, there's no melody really to a blues, like, like especially older blues song. It's, there's no melody. It's not like there's a melody to stormy Monday. There's yeah. not a melody to have you ever loved a woman. It's just like, have you ever loved a woman? Like, just like whatever, yeah. like just yeah. like singing in a blues scale. Like it's like literally how you sing a yeah. blues song. And um, with Mopai, it was just like, Hey, like uh, just sing the song and uh, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and I was like, okay. As long well, as the no lyrics are in the right Yeah, place. As long yeah, as you're good. singing in the scale, like yeah. you're singing right. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to do everything. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, then I did. And then I, I would sing like falsetto stuff. I would do like riffing and all that stuff. And, um, I would just over sing just like so much. And it was just like, if I was watching me right now doing Mopai stuff, like if I, if, if after this, I went to a bar and saw Mopai performing with me voc vocalizing at the front, I'd be so annoyed. I'd be like, <laughs> Oh my God, this kid does not shut up with these riffs. And like, do cause it wasn't like I was good at riffing. I would just like do it. And then it would be like a botched riff every time but I would try it over and over again and whatever. But it, but it was a good. Uh, it's like when a guitar, yeah, it's yeah. like when a guitar player learns a new lick and they're just like, do 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 the same thing. It was, it was that, um, but it was like for like a year. <laughs> um, hey, sometimes we can milk that. No, hey, we I can mean, milk I that play for our the, entire life. I play the same licks I played when I was like seventeen. So like, I haven't gotten better. In but you know that. what works, and then you're good. Yeah, to go. exactly. You just gotta space more stuff in between it. Honestly, right. the only things I've gotten better at since I was like eighteen on guitar and I'm like twenty now is like the only thing I've gotten better at is like rhythm like writing rhythm parts mm. and then like tapping and i don't mean like like i mean like like that like em like midwestern emo kind of like slide tapping stuff kind of stuff that was a horrible vocalization of what it was no i i got like it. american football <laughs> kind of stuff you know like the yeah, yeah yeah multiple fingers tapping I, i've gotten good at that kind of stuff but yeah before that i was like it was the same all the time on the guitar because it's all i had to play so I just kind of did that for like four years and then never got better. <laughs> Except yeah. for now. Except for now. Yeah. And now I'm yeah. doing American football stuff, which is fun. Y'all listen to American football? I, I don't think I have, actually. I think you'd like I it. I love the American football broadcast on <laughs> NBC. Yeah, you guys have yeah. watched American football? <laughs> That's the one with the ball like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's this? The, I'm it's not that sure. one, right? It looks like Hey Arnold, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Hey Arnold ball, right? Yeah, no, they're good. They're good man. Check them out. What, what, Check them um, out, y'all. There you go. We'll tag them in. This, That's a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that actually segues perfectly. There you go. Into our uh, guest segment, a little game called "What in the World Are You Listening To?" 
Okay, so I'm guessing this Currently. is where I, where I tell you what I listen to. Yes, this is uh, whatever the last thing you've listened to. I'm so gonna we're, pull, we're gonna go round up, table uh, style. My, I'm gonna pull up my uh, my uh, Spotify. I'm ready. This is exactly what Rufus did. Yes. <laughs> no, because I don't remember <laughs> listening to. Um, I'm listening to. Okay, so this is a this is a this is gonna be a hard recommendation, um, and by hard I mean like I like I really could not recommend them enough. Uh, there's this Nashville bass band called Better Off. I don't know the guys. They don't know me. We know people that know, like, I know people that know them, and they know people that know me, but they don't know me. But they're a group called Better Off, and they're based out of Nashville. They just released an album called Reap What You Sow, and their their music is amazing. Like, if you are, if you are into, like, early 2000s emo alternative stuff, like, um, like boys like girls kind of stuff, yeah. or, like, um, you know, um, all-American rejects, that kind of stuff, and you want to hear it in, like, an updated, non-corny way... Like Better Off is like one of the best records of this year so far. Um, definitely listen to Better Off. I've been listening to a lot of um, hardcore music. I like to hear that. Um, yeah. Uh, Nina Simone. I've been on some Nina Simone stuff, particularly mm. particularly her covers. She has an album of covers called Here Comes the Sun, and it's featuring Here Comes the Sun, you know, the Beatles uh, classic, and it's just beautiful. I have it on vinyl. I've been listening to it on Spotify though. Uh, which is just like a slap in the face to my parents getting me that vinyl. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, I've been listening to Foxing, which is another really good uh, kind of like alternative, like pop emo group that's kind of been, uh, I don't know where they're based out of, but I'm like just now getting into them and uh, they're really good. So I listen to a lot of like um, alternative music now kind of when i was writing the ep i was listening to a lot of uh i listened to a lot of rage against the machine okay um i have like i listened to probably okay act to be like completely frank i listened to an ungodly amount of rage against the machine <laughs> every day um, when i woke no, up no <laughs> i think i pretty much still do listen to them every day that's um, the only way to do it that's though. okay though. yeah they're really good they're um, amazing and intense and super potent and like just like just so much super, staccato. Oh my <laughs> god! So um, and so just so, Zach De La Roca, the lead singer, is just so, like intense. Like his delivery is because oh, yeah. well, he's you so passionate it. about what oh, he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, whether you agree with that political side of it or not, like, um, Rage Against the Machine. If you watch any of their live videos, like you can see Zach just like on the brink of like angry tears because oh, he's yeah. so yeah. mad and like, um. There's this one performance from the, like the '90s of the song "Killing in the Name of," which is about like um, police brutality and things like that. And he like opens it up and he's like, uh, "They use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do." And he's like shaking and he says like four oh, times, yeah. and the audience is just like, "Yeah, I can't wait to hear this song." <laughs> and he's like, like, "He's like, no, listen, <laughs> they're making you." And the, they're like, "Yeah, this is gonna be." great <laughs> hey sing the, the song come on yes because like that was back in the 90s and nobody cared about no I, I think, I, I think yeah. i've actually watched that performance yeah, it's before. like the most like one of their most iconic uh things and he's it's so crazy dude it's it's oh my god it, it's so sweaty and so yes. warm looking it was like i would die on stage that's what would happen <laughs> if i was there i would die in the audience too because i would just be like this is amazing yeah of course um but yeah rage rage against the machine and and then like better off and then foxing. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Dalton. Oh, I'm, I'm next? Your turn, yeah. I get to go last this time. Oh, because it's, it's your game. right? Yeah, it is my game. 
Uh, I've been listening to a, a lot of Sloth Rust recently. Mm. Uh, Sloth Rust. Yeah, the band's called Sloth Rust, but they're like it's this uh, female fronted band. Yeah. Um, and they're like alternative grunge. Um, but it's just a, it's just a three piece. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, really really cool uh, instrumentation. Her her guitar playing is uh, very unique. Wow. I, I, I it's not that. what anyone would call like good. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> but it's like it's really good for what they use it for. No, no, I think that's really she, cool. It, like she's not trying to be like you know some guitar god or anything. Sure, no, but but I think she like uses these inversions when she yeah. when she's playing. I don't that's know. That's cool. Just, it's just really yeah. neat. It's they they have very interesting voicings in the, the way yeah. she does things. And that's cool. How she plays. Sloth Rust. Yeah, it, it it makes me think of like an eighties hair metal band, the name. Yeah. But but they're, they're actually very, really very cool not that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, I, I don't even know what to think when I hear sloth rust. Those <laughs> sloth are two <laughs> very different things in one space. <laughs> yeah. no, two I, things that should never coexist. Yeah. <laughs> I heard uh I, I saw them live whenever uh we went to go see Holly uh, Suspect for the first time. They opened up. Oh for wow, them, that's and, cool. Uh, they were really, really cool. Uh so check them out. I've also uh this is uh Cliche, but I've been listening to a lot of Elvis recently. Oh no, kidding! Um, mm. I, I just listened to like the Fifty Greatest Hits album right and uh, kind of get, getting past the pop and glam. There's there's a lot of really just great lyrics in his yeah. songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. same um, with Johnny Cash too. I've been Johnny getting into Cash. Him too. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's so cool though. Like, um, what what like what would you say your favorite song that you heard by Elvis that you weren't aware of before? Oh man, I. I, I didn't know about the song um, "Hard Headed Woman." Have you heard that one before? I don't. I've I've never been into Elvis. Really? Like not because like I've like listened to him and just not liked it. I just never got into it. Yeah. It's uh, um, it's one of those things. It's kind of daunting because he's got a humongous catalog. That's massive. me with the Beatles too. People are like, "Oh yeah, like get into the Beatles." I'm like, I never, I didn't grow up with them. Do you know how hard yeah. that is? I'm scared to like just listen to the Beatles. I have to, to sit Beatles. down for like 36 hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I have to get into them, and I'm like. What if I don't like it? What if I don't? <laughs> what if I'm just not a Beatles? Is fan? everyone gonna hate me if hey, I say that? Dude, what? people, that's you'd be surprised. Right. I know people that don't like the Beatles and like they're ostracized by their friends because they yeah. don't like the Beatles. Oh yeah. Well, you so know we, what? I'm one of them. I'm I'm not a huge Beatles fan. But okay, well, this podcast just got removed from Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> and they YouTube, us everything is gone. You just got what reported. It? Your re- profile <laughs> got <Yeah>. reported. <laughs> they're gonna kill me now. Yeah. But it's all right because one of my. Uh, I'll let you finish, but then I'll get into what I was. Oh, I mean, saying. that was pretty much it. I, it? I, I, I was just, I, I was really digging on the. Yo, I'm gonna let you finish. But <laughs> I was digging That's the how that felt. the simplicity, and uh, I don't know. He he just has a certain way about his his voicings and his lyrics. He was a heartthrob yeah. for a reason. Yeah. That's it, Elvis. All right. There you go. Well, my one that I was listening to, uh, I've got two, but one of them was George Harrison. Oh, and George perfect. Harrison is the reason I don't like the Beatles because I love <laughs> George Harrison. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's I kind, of, kind of the opposite. I listen to him because I hate him so much and <laughs> yeah, I just no. had to hear. I hate him because he's I, so talented. I fuel my rage every time and it makes me feel good. No, mm-hmm. I, I love George Harrison as a solo artist got you. way too much. So it just makes, because he never got as much recognition in the Beatles as I think he should have because. My dad's a huge George Harrison fan too, yeah. over the Beatles. Yeah. So I, Paul and John were like such. They're just kind of standouty guys, but you know, <laughs> stealing the limelight. It's whatever. Yeah, that's it, man. The second we, one. We don't though, talk about Ringo though. We don't yeah, talk no, about Ringo. No one talks about Ringo. He's living large off of the royalties <laughs> and his all-star band. And uh, he has those circular glasses he wears yes. all the time. Oh, that's true. That's and true. his weird large nose. <laughs> 
He's always had that thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Since birth. It's crazy. Since birth? <laughs> I don't know. Over the years, I think he's added on to it. He <laughs> he's just kind of packed some more It's the reverse in there. rhinoplasty. Yeah. They just put extra rhino on there. I need more, more Ringo. <laughs> Ringoplasty. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the new fascinating plastic surgery sweeping the nation. Ringoplasty. Uh, now the second one is uh I like it. that's good. I have never uh, I I'm like a fan of heavy metal. Sure. But I haven't like delved into a bunch of heavy metal bands. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and I just like listened to way too much Mastodon. Got you. And yeah, really dug it. Right on. Because all of their stuff, at least the early stuff was very like conceptual too. I, d- I don't listen to a whole lot of Mastodon. I have friends that listen to them. Yeah. Are they more like do they do do they do the dirty er- vocals or do they do clean vocals? Early stuff was kind of more uh, scream type stuff. Got you. But they they evolved and they've got a lot more melody in it now. Got you. Cool. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was cool that's stuff. So cool. I like I like when people get into that stuff because I'm new to the hardcore stuff too. Like I I listened to it when I was like in high like or when I was like in middle school and then like yeah. stopped and then to rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Like because it was like super like edgy and like nobody like understood them and but now like <laughs> I'm getting back into it. Kind of no. like like as an adult because I'm just like, this stuff is just like so sick. Like it's oh, just yeah. it's, well, they're it's, also it's incredible guitar players. Yeah, as incredible well. guitar yeah. players and the vocals just take so much control, like so much control and energy and just like it's like an energy thing too. Like the front yeah. man of these kinds of bands, like if you especially like a like a hardcore hardcore show, like if you go to Nashville, um, you'll you'll meet these like vocalists like off stage and they're all like like hey nice to meet you I'm Melvin like yeah you know? like and they're like I like reading books and like all this <laughs> stuff and then they'll go on stage and they'll be like I want you all to kill each other and you're just like oh my god I think I have to kill that guy like I think I have to like, Melvin said so <laughs> that's their outlet though yeah, I know, that's, yeah. that's what's so that's, cool it's so cool so my the guitar player for the low blow is starting a band called Florida Man. Oh my oh. god! And it's a hardcore band. So I totally like took off. No, no, no. no is no, it no, going to be a ahead. meme band? <laughs> no, it's uh, so they they talked about it for a while being a meme band, but really they said we're going to do like really good hardcore music. It's just that the name Florida Man gives us permission to do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and Connor is like one of the most nice. Like, he's just like like he's like my fi- he, like he's my best friend. I've known him for he's been in Mo- he was in Mopi with me. Oh, okay. And he actually played that show with us that you guys the first show you ever saw for us oh okay yeah, um cool. and so he's been doing it with this with me for like seven years now and um maybe almost eight yeah almost eight you're on whatever it doesn't matter but <laughs> long time he's like always been like a super like he like he'll tell you this he's a nerd like he he love like he's like just like huge star wars fan he loves making literary references in his jokes that no one gets and like he wanted to call us legion of horribles based off of a cormac mccarthy novel and and i was like what and like he's, <laughs> like he's just like he's funny like and he's just like super like chill with just being like dorky and like that's like his thing and like um but he wants to be the like he's gonna he doesn't want to be he's going to be the front man of this band called Florida Man, and he'll talk about like eating people's faces off oh, on that's, stage. That's beautiful. And I'm just like, that's so sick. Like, <laughs> I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I could go on stage and just be like, murder. Like, and like people just be like, oh my god. Like, it's so cool. Murder me. Yeah, yeah. Like literally. Well, and, like that's so the weird thing about going to hardcore shows is you're just like, I can't. Like, I don't know why, but like 
you just kind of want the lead singer to just kill you. Like, <laughs> you're just kind of like, like, I don't know if I want to be murdered, but like if anyn were to do it, I kind of want it to be this guy on yeah, the stage because yeah. he's got the energy of just like this like death god of some sort <laughs> like it's just yeah. insane like and some 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 guys don't have that energy. they're just like super awkward, but if you you get the right band. Like they'll just walk across the stage like they're just like expecting you to do something, and you're like, "I think I better punch the guy next to me, <laughs> or like I better push the guy next to me and start a pit. I think that's what should happen, <laughs> and that's like happened at several shows that's awesome, yeah. like it's pretty sick um and that's something that hardcore bands have on every other genre is that they just know they can command a crowd with just like a look. Menacing oh, yeah. aura. It is. They have an aura. Exactly. It's an aura, yeah. and the, that's something like the low blow. Like I don't think we'll ever be able to do because I have like the energy of like, I don't know. I have the energy of like a watermelon <laughs> lemonade or something like that. I'm just like I come out there. I'm like, hey, listen. <laughs> And then like a hardcore Put band that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. I have the, the energy. energy of a watermelon lemonade. <laughs> Probably a strawberry lemonade. I'm uh, not that niche to be a watermelon lemonade. I don't lemonade. know. I love watermelon lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it like you twice in my life. You would have hey, to. That's actually sounds really good. Yeah. I want uh, a watermelon. It's slowly lemonade. becoming a margarita. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? But <laughs> and not then too just bad. add alcohol. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna get over that for a while now. Yeah, no. that can be the uh, tagline for this. Uh, that's for this gonna keep podcast. you up tonight. But that's that. Yeah. That's kind of like your stick, though. Like when you're on stage, yeah. you just have that like humbleness about you, and I think people respect that, and that's why they, you know, they they like it. I think, uh, yeah, I think I my delivery is very uh, delayed and very uh, subdued on stage, and I kind of like it. It's fun for me because I I don't have to be like super charismatic on stage and be like. Hey everyone, we're the low blow. Listen to our like. It's more just like, hey, uh, here's a song that we wrote. Yeah, and it just is. I don't have to do anything. I let the music speak for itself. I don't have yeah. to be a marketer and like, hey everybody, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're you're just being you. And yeah, that's what yeah, that's like. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't like the versions of myself that I've put in the past where I I try to be this super extroverted and energetic person when I'm just not that way. Like, I'm just like, I, I talk to people that interest, like I want to talk to And then, and then like, if someone, I'm not going to like not talk to somebody cause they talk to me like, but I'm not going to like be the person to go up and be like, Hey, what's up with you guys? What yeah. are you doing? I'm very, I'm approachable, but like, I'm not like the guy that's like the life of the party. And I'm comfortable with that. Like more now yeah. as an adult than I ever was in high school. Yeah. You know, I thought because I was a funny person, a funny person quote air quotes uh for those who are just listening funny person um i think i had this impression in my mind that i had to be super like just like oh my god Outgoing this guy all the time. this guy has got it covered he's yeah. he can command a room and i've never had that energy or when i tried to it was just like it went very poorly um so i feel a lot better now just being the way i am yeah and the yeah. low blow is a place where i can do that and be a watermelon lemonade on stage <laughs> you heard it here first. With a nautical theme. <laughs> <laughs> and only five colors. I'm a little yeah. sailor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, on the, that's, that's on the back of the ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the front. Also a little sailor. <laughs> and a little sailor. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a perfect place to end the podcast. Um, <laughs> this has been great, Patrick. Hey, Thanks yo, for being thank here. Thank you for yeah. having me. I was thinking uh, when you said two hours, I was like, oh my God, there's no way. Well, we're pushing, uh, we're pushing two forty-five. Yeah, so. I see that. Yeah, no, um, 
I I thank you so much for having me on here, and I, hey. I yeah, we, feel eternally grateful <laughs> for being a part. No, seriously, this is awesome. Um, I I don't I don't get to talk about this stuff very often, so uh, it means a lot that you guys had me on here. We we were happy to listen, and yes. we, we 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 covered a lot of we were good ground. To yeah, yeah, we yes. we did cover a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, you can release it in episodic format. Oh, no, no, we're, <laughs> we're releasing the it's whole thing in its entirety. If this anybody is, has questions about Patrick Long, now you know where This is the place. Oh, and, yeah, uh, let's open it up to the audience. Let's do the live Q&A feed right now. <laughs> <laughs> can they do that? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if you have any questions, leave them in the comments. <laughs> and, I will, down there. and I will uh, be in the comments tirelessly answering <laughs> the questions. Personally, from Patrick I'll Long. I'll DM you. Every and I'll say, one. listen, here's the answer. And uh, in about a week, he'll have the shirts for sale on the front, yes. watermelon lemonade, and in the back, he's a little tiny sailor. Actually, exactly. we, okay, so this is totally unironic, and I won't take very long to say this. No, no, we no. actually will be putting more low blow merchandise out very soon. So if you are a fan of us and you want to get merchandise, we will be posting our Teespring online, and we will also be selling live merch at our shows. Uh, not live merch. Our merchandise isn't like a living. Like we're not going to be giving kittens away with the low blow sprayed on them. I wish. Now that would be great. <laughs> now that'd be kind of sick, actually. <laughs> but it would be very cruel, so we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, as long we'll, as they're going to good homes, then it's yeah, fine. they're going. Yeah. To, yeah, like we'll we'll, have, we'll do a background check before right. we get to buy the kittens. Right. But yeah. um, it's really in depth. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a nightmare. But um, <laughs> it's a PR nightmare. Um, but yeah, we will we'll have more merch available. And stick stay tuned for. Uh, this next album that will be coming out pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, so, so tell them where they can find your music. and We're you know, on all Spotify and iTunes and Google Play and YouTube and maybe Pandora. I don't know. We're on everything. Yeah. And you can find it, uh, find us on Instagram at the underscore low underscore blow and also on Facebook uh, forward slash the, uh, low, the low blow band, I think. But oh. that's also probably not accurate. So just go on Facebook. <laughs> just and search the low blow. It's like we'll have it. We have it. We can, you guys can probably tag or put the URLs. In oh there, yeah, but, we can do that. Um, yeah. Definitely follow us and find us on YouTube too. We have some cover videos up there too. If you want to check yeah. us out. So yeah, thank you guys I for loved, having I me. Loved, <laughs> I love the boot up cover. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. That, that was, was yeah, that was a late night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, mm. I'm sure. Well, okay, well, cause you, you guys did all of it. You did the editing. You we did, did the, the editing, the mixing, everything. Yeah. It was, it was a, also a nightmare. Uh, no, it was but a, a fun nightmare. It was a fun nightmare, yeah. as all ni- good nightmares are. <laughs> <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, all good nightmares are fun. Nightmares. I see Freddy every night. He haunts my dreams, but I love him. <laughs> what a guy! What Which a Freddy guy. are you talking about? Uh, you know the long nails one. Right, right, right. Nails, yeah. yeah. Right, a little scary. <laughs> and then the mustache, Freddy too. <laughs> that's that's the better kind hey, of. Oh. Anyways, uh. <laughs> thanks for being here, Patrick, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, that's it. That's all we got. That's it. We'll talk at you next week. We'll see you next week. I'll be here again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be on every episode. For six hours next time. Yes. He's, just a, he's just a permanent fixture here yes. from now on. Yes. Bye, guys. Hey, uh, I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> no one's ever said it back before. <laughs>